What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 63. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing, Adioye Jr. Greg, I got good news. Okay, uh-oh. It's a prop. She lives. Vita lives, everybody. Vita Don't lives. listen to him. All right, everybody? They're the trying Vita to tell lives. you right now the Vita's dead. The Vita ain't dead. PlayStation you- lied to you. Get your Vita right now. Get it out. I mean, I love how your, thing, your thing says Merc, Merc City 64 is online. You know, because you are. You're right there. God, I don't fantastic. know. Why don't I mean, you have your notifications? They're, they're turned killing down. the oh, store, though, right? So I think no, that's they're not. They it can never. What 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 means life can never die. I mean, the what Vita never means lives life. You cannot can kill live, the Vita. You know, listen, the Vita doesn't need a store to live. That's why we have the next few months to make sure that we can exactly. All get our and that's what we're gonna do today, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna build you the ultimate Vita library, so you're all set for when the store goes offline because that's officially happening. We're gonna talk about that and so much more because this is ps i love you xoxo <clears throat> i ate a cadbury chocolate egg oh, right no. before this and i got that chocolate phlegm going on there that got me it got the me chocolate yeah you, you ever have kind. it you get oh, some yeah. of that liquidy Dude, i i legitimately uh for so snow michael michael uh who you know from twitch.tv slash kind of funny mm-hmm. games he's been recommending to me the the chocolate croissant from starbucks as, oh, yeah. a, as a morning meal because sure. usually usually lately i've been going for the just the regular croissant the the warmed buttered croissant in a nice iced coffee sure and so like michael's like dude do the butter croissant you know it's all the rage um, yeah the, cho- the chocolate croissant thank you uh and so i went there today and i asked for my regular warm butter croissant because it was the it, it was my it's my go-to you know it's hard for me to change of but course. they said they're out of it sure they're like we have everything else but sorry we're out of the butter croissant and so i was like all right, I guess it's time. I guess I'm going to do what Snowek Mike uh, has been suggesting for about a month now, and I'll, I'll try out the, the chocolate croissant. And so I got it, got home, opened it up, took a bite, and I didn't realize how much chocolate was in the chocolate croissant. Oh, in my head, in my head, it was chocolate chips. You know, I would get yeah, chocolate yeah, yeah. here and there. It is filled with chocolate cream, and it is aggressive and excessive. Mm. There is a lot of chocolate in that thing. Wait, it's, it's chocolate cream in the chocolate croissant there? It's not just like the rails of chocolate, like a normal chocolate croissant? No, that, well, that, that, that's, that's what I meant. Like the cho- It was basically like the rails of chocolate. Okay, okay, like okay. Melted chocolate, basically. Because it's that thing of, I don't know if I've tried the Starbucks chocolate croissant by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I, I've had chocolate croissants before, of course. You know yeah. what uh, they ran out of at, uh, at Maya Starbucks, which was really upsetting this morning? Was Coffee. The, 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 pumpkin, uh, the pumpkin bread. Which is like usually oh, my go-to. Oh, dude, like yeah, the pumpkin yeah. bread with a nice mocha. Ooh, a combination now, made in heaven. But they are out of it today, so I got a blue. What I gotta ask though, bless, is have you had the bacon sausage and egg wrap? The their breakfast burrito they have now, which is brand no. new. Oh, is it brand new? I'm it's brand new. Now. It's hey, it's been only out a couple of weeks. I just sent Bear out of the thing of it right here. I'll read it for you. Delicious double smoked bacon, savory sausage. That's right, bacon and sausage, and <laughs> cage free scrambled eggs combined with cheddar cheese and sous vide potatoes, all wrapped in a flour tortilla for a breakfast you're sure to love. That sounds amazing because I used to be obsessed with the double smoked bacon, cheddar, and egg sure. from Starbucks, and I ate it so so inside baseball with me right like i used to work at the starbucks corporate building for my previous job okay sure and so like on the i used to work on the eighth floor of the building or no on the ninth floor of the building and on the eighth floor they had a starbucks store where everybody working there would get discounts because they're all starbucks employees um and so i'll go there pretty much 
at some points every day to every other day it was pretty ridiculous and i would get the double smoked bacon ch- cheddar and egg sure because i loved it it, it was it was savory goodness that i couldn't get enough of and i hit the point probably about like a year in a couple years in where i was like i can't keep eating this every day like i've hit the point now where i take a bite in and my body starts to reject it because it's yeah. just, it's it's had it so much what you just explain? What did you just describe there? Sounds like the revitalization of that for on me. On foodbeast.com, foodbeast.com, Starbucks quietly debuts breakfast burritos nationwide, and this was at oh the beginning God. of the month, March ninth. And that was my thing. As I looked at the app one day, I was going to get my usual egg bites, usually do the bacon gruyere, gruyere, gruyere cheese, and I was like, I'll do that. And then I saw this, and I was like, I, I, it's that thing where I would, I don't want to say I love a good breakfast burrito, right? Because I find I'm burned so often that i order a breakfast burrito you get it the potatoes inside are raw they're too hard the, the ratios are off it just isn't good and i oh, any breakfast burrito is great that's not true Bre- any breakfast taco great breakfast burritos i think are hard and oftentimes not great this is the best breakfast burrito i've ever had really i want you to know that every time really? i go, every time i order from a starbucks for breakfast th- there has to be a long conversation in my head of like how badly have i eaten in the past few days can i justify doing this because if not, I'm going to go for those That's egg bites. Praise. You know what I mean? Because I, lo- I love lying, breakfast burritos. If I'm lying, I'm dying. If I'm lying, I love, I'm dying. I love breakfast burritos. And I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to try the breakfast burrito when I get the chance at Starbucks. Because that is that is very high praise. I'm just I don't saying. think you understand the, like, the levity of what you just said. No, and I was, you know, it, was, I was, it was that thing of maybe it was the first time. You know, Maybe I had it and I was like, oh, this is so good. It's new or something like that. I've had it three or four other times since then. Wow. And, and it just debuted at the beginning of the month, apparently. So that's what you need to know about me and breakfast burritos. Right. And, I, and did I break my own rule many a times? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten, had a pizza and some burger. I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting this goddamn breakfast burrito. I've earned it. And it's delicious every time. God bless you, Starbucks, for your not like quality food in terms of like high quality food but in terms of consistency that's what i love that if i I can be in germany i can be in la i can be in san francisco i can go get my blonde roast cup of coffee i can get a chocolate chip cookie i can get the egg bites i can get it now a breakfast burrito and i'm like this is exactly what i wanted it tastes just the way i thought it should over the weekend i was watching this internet show uh, on youtube called uh over over under where they would ask guests to come on and just describe things that are either overrated or underrated, and they'll just give mm-hmm. random topics. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it was either the rapper Earl Sweatshirt or maybe it was Vince Staples, one of them, uh, both rappers. They they asked them, I think I believe they asked them about Starbucks, and uh, the answer I would give for whether or not Starbucks is overrated or underrated, for me personally, I would just say they're they're rated, like they're 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 rightly rated. They're in the right place. I think we all appreciate Starbucks as much as we should appreciate Starbucks here's where i'll go with you all right mm-hmm. i think starbucks has gone through the cycle and yes this is a playstation podcast if you're joining us we will talk about it <laughs> eventually it's gone through the cycle enough where it went from overrated to where it is now underrated where i think now people just mm-hmm. want to they take it for granted there's a starbucks across the street from another starbucks who the fuck cares yada 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 but when you break it down in terms of like the options of food the quality of the food it's good it, but i think people would look at it and be like oh whatever starbucks you don't think about it i still get excited when i pop in for a treat you know what i mean my 3 p.m. coffee before I do a, a kind of funny podcast or something like that. Treat myself to a cookie. This breakfast burrito when I'm on the road to going somewhere in the morning. Come on now. The coffee hits. That's the, that's the thing is I, I usually for breakfast, I, I was going for, uh, to McDonald's to get the iced coffee there. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't as consistent as sure. Starbucks. Starbucks yeah. iced coffee has hit every single time the way that it's needed to hit in a way yeah. that's, that McDonald's was not able to keep up with. And that's the thing too is like it's a li- I think it, for me it's a is it's a little uh, nostalgia you know what I mean I, you, mm-hmm. you might not think about it but who started me on my Starbucks like 
doing it all the time? Nick Scarpino. And not even kind of funny Nick Scarpino. IGN.com Nick Scarpino. When we were doing San Diego Comic-Con. Or no, no. We were doing E3, but we were doing the off-site up at noon stuff. And it was like, we'd go there, and Nick was like, just get a nice coffee. And I did it, and I felt like I had the surge of energy and power yeah. through me that I've just never stopped drinking. I, you know what I mean? Honestly, I feel like I've been on a roll of fairly good games dailies because of Starbucks coffee. I sure. think that's the yeah. thing that's been doing it for me. It's been getting me, getting, <laughs> getting me woken up the way that I needed to be. I won't uh, lie to you. A lot show. of shows would tell you, the listener, you, Blessing, don't mm-hmm. use performance-enhancing drugs or AIDS. I go the opposite. If it's going to make you better at your job and make you a better host, fucking yep. dope up. Get in there with that Starbucks. Yep. I'm doing it. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is P.S. I love you. XOXO. No chocolate phlegm now. Uh, each and every week, Blessing and I come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. And you like that, so you go to Patreon.com slash games over there. You can give us your questions. You can give us your PSN profiles for perusing. You can answer all sorts of things we ask you. Of course, you can get the show ad-free. Of course, you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every week. Or every uh, week. Of course, you can be part of it. You can be a Patreon producer. You can do everything else. This is my dog, Portillo, and he wants down, so he's got to get on camera there to be, go down. Oh, my God. I love him. Uh, of course, that's all on patreon.com slash games. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can get each and every episode of PSI Love You XOXO. Brand new Tuesdays, 6 a.m., youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Yeah, where's the hammer? Uh, it's, it was tucked behind my water. My mm. Thor hammer was tucked behind my water. I apologize, everybody. I'm off there. Uh, some housekeeping for you. Uh, this Wednesday, after Kind of Funny Games Daily, I'm streaming money for the American Heart Association. You can tune in to the normal Wednesday stream, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, 11 a.m. for me in Snow Bicycle Michael, uh, playing some of that there, Outriders. You can donate at kindoffunny.com slash AHA. We're trying to raise as much money as we can for them in uh, that one day, that one time period. So come on over there. Uh, blessing? Greg. It's been a quiet week. And now it should be an exciting week. The Blessing Show is back this Thursday. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Every other week, this is the this is the Blessing Show week. So you're getting Blessing Blessing Show this Thursday. Can we get a tease of what we'll see on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games come Thursday? Oh man, I'm very excited for this episode uh, because I think a lot of people in our community, as of recent, and and I know like for for a while now, y'all y'all have been there, but especially recently, have been interested in Souls games. And this Blessing Show this week. Is all about Souls games. I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going through the different Souls games. I'm going through the different From Software games, what makes them great. Uh, talking about why we're hyped for Elden Ring. Uh, and I'm, I might be bringing in some guests for interviews. Ooh. Are those guests Tamora from GameSpot and Imran Khan from Fanbyte? Probably. You'll have to tune in to see. Okay. Well, it's a thing. You can find out Wednesday, or no, no, Thursday, youtube.com slash kinda funny games for a new episode of The Blessing Show. Remember, this is one of our few YouTube only products, so it would mean a lot to us if you went over there and watched Blessing's video series. Uh, it's video essays, and it's great. We love it. There's a whole bunch up there, and it's all because of your support in January on Patreon, so thank you. Uh, Ratchet and Clank is. The book club for this month, as you know. As you also know, we give you the entire month to play through your game for the book club. So next week will be our in-depth review of Ratchet and Clank uh, 2016 on the PlayStation 4. You're probably playing it backwards compatibility. This is your last-minute warning. Hey, this is happening. It's also your last-minute warning of, hey, you can download Ratchet and Clank for free. Remember, at the end of this month, on the 31st, at, well, I guess, whatever, at April 1st at midnight, it all goes away. So get in there for the Play at Home collection, download Ration Clank 2016, play some of it so you can have something to say next week when we get to the book club. But, blessing, we asked weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We keep talking about the book club. We need a better name for the book club. Uh, we asked people to write in. I have three for you to pick from. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jack Martin says, hashtag, P.S. We played this. 
He says in the parentheses, good game to whoever suggested. P.S. I played this because I think that was one that came up on the show organically from the chat or maybe from a question at the time. This seems more communal and looks better as a Twitter hashtag. So he's not taking credit for coming out with P.S. We played this, but he is taking credit for putting it together and putting a hashtag in front of it. Then Lucid Dream said squared circle, a, ref- a wrestling reference, of course. What's the they, reference? I didn't get that one. Well, in, in like high school, like in actual wrestling, like, you know, not pro wrestling, actual wrestling, like Olympic wrestling, you fight in that circle. Mm-hmm. But then when WWE, you, you know, WWE started calling their ring the squared circle because it's a square instead of the oh, circle. And okay. then here it would be the squared circle because of the, the you know, yeah, the, 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 the sacred the symbols. Yeah. And then Jordan Lee Rowan said, PSN tree. PSN yeah. tree, like entry of the month. PSN tree of the month. Okay. Okay, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of PSN tree. I see what you're going with there. Yeah, it's I, it's I like, it's a cute like one to look at and read, but yes. to say out loud, no, no. PSN tree doesn't of... sound. I squared circle. I do like. I do. I do like, but I don't. But does it don't speak know... to us playing a game? You know, yeah, as I don't a community. think that that doesn't necessarily feel like a like. You don't get what that is. You know, when yeah. I say it out loud, I have to explain what that is. PS, we played this. I feel like it's straightforward. I feel yep. like it goes with the theme of the show. Yep. I say we go with it. I think I think that one works the best. The motion carries Jack Martin, who didn't take credit for it, but to put the hashtag on. Do we like it with the hashtag or without the hashtag? Are we really hashtagging it that often? I don't think we're hashtagging it that often. Yeah, I mean, I mean we could. I mean, maybe if we want people to give their impressions, we ask for the yeah. hashtag. PS, we played it on Twitter. Yeah. No, you still go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games oh. to be part of the okay. show. All right. Okay, I'm so not yeah, gonna, we want to strip away. Good no. for like social engagement, though. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's the thing I'll say though. P.S. We played this. That is four words. If we count P.S. as one word, I feel like that uh-huh. is, that does get kind of lengthy. Whereas the hashtag condenses it to make it look good. Okay. So I can go. I can go either way. Honestly, well, if you're gonna tweet about it, use the hashtag P.S. We played this. And if you're gonna t- if you're gonna listen to me talk about it, I'll probably just call it the P.S. We played. Yeah. This. And honestly, like people and people can can talk about it amongst themselves on Twitter too. You know, like sure. there's nothing there's nothing stopping people from tweeting about the games that we're playing for this and so like if i'm if somebody's playing ration and clank and they're like i don't want to write in but i want to get my feelings out there and i'm playing it as part of this thing hashtag no. psc played it that okay. way people can go to that All hashtag right. and read and whenever whenever i tweet about it for like social promo it'll be it'll, it'll look nice for tweets and yeah. stuff. you know remember this one's uh, that's great the motion carries there as well it's hashtag ps we played this Remember, next week we wrap up uh, uh, March's hashtag uh, PS we played this with Ratchet Clank, so be ready for that. You finished yet? However, no, I haven't finished yet. I'm chipping <laughs> away at it. You know what I mean? Are you chipping away? Okay. Yeah, save at it. We'll save, save all this for conversation because there's a whole bunch of stuff coming up in this show, let alone what we'll talk about next week and where we are and stuff. How, what are you? Are you trying to beat it? No. It's only 10 hours, right? But that's the thing, too. Is like It's 10 hours, but there's other things to play, so it's this weird thing. There's a lot of other things to play, yeah. We're, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in games this week, but uh, uh, Disco Elysium Final Cut, I'm like oof, I'm itching for it. I cannot oof. wait for whenever, whenever um, or I guess for when that comes out, which is in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, but I was going to say, if we want to actually drive it, of course, this, you know, one of my favorite moments ever was a, a podcast beyond where we all held up our Vitas in the, in the air, in the, in the chat or in the, in the group, the chat, Jesus, I've been on the stream for a year, not in a meet and greet scenario. Everybody needs to tweet this episode with the hashtag Vita lives in a photo of their Vita. All right. Ooh, that's that's what fun. I mean. We all held up our Vitas at the front. We're talking about the top 15 Vita games or whatever here. We need uh, you to put out there Vita lives. With your, your photo, your Vita. 
Okay, got it. Cool. Yep. Uh, you can also be like our Patreon producers at Dananobiologist, a.k.a. Mick Abramson, uh, Tyler Ross, Joy, a.k.a. Joseph O. Youssef, Trent Berry, Mizuyuki, uh, Man Bear Paradox, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, uh, Alex J. Sandoval, uh, Sencha West Gaming, James Hastings, Elliot, and Casey Kern. Today we're brought to you by FitBod, HelloFresh, and Gabby. But for now, let's start with topic of the show. Blessing, are you ready to decide the 15 must-play PlayStation Vita games? Absolutely not. Too bad. You're in for the penny. You're in for the pound. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about it last week. Uh, of course, there was a rumor then that the PlayStation stores on PS3, PS Vita, and, of course, PSP, uh, were going to be shut down, and you'd no longer be able to buy new games from them. Uh, this caused panic, of course, about the digital market spaces, uh, what you own, what you shouldn't own. And then today, as we record this on Monday, uh, March 29th, uh, PlayStation did confirm it. I will read from their support site that says, discontinued PlayStation apps, features, and services. PS3, PS Vita, and PSP PlayStation Store closure. We are closing. We are closing. We are closing PlayStation Store on PlayStation 3 consoles on July 2nd, 2021, and PlayStation Vita devices August 27th, 2021. Additionally, the remaining purchase functionality for PSP will also retire on July 2nd, 2021. What features can I use uh, after the closure of the PlayStation Store and purchase functionality on PS3, Vita, and PSP? PlayStation says, features you will still be able to access. You will still be able to re-download and play previously purchased game titles. You will still be able to access previously purchased video and media content. You will still be able to redeem uh, game and PlayStation Plus vouchers. You will still be able to re-download and play claimed game titles through PlayStation Plus as long as you remain a member of the service. Features you will lose access to. You will no longer be able to purchase PS3, Vita, and PSP digital content, including games and video content. You will no longer be able to make in-game purchases through games on PS3, PS Vita, and PSP. You will no longer be able to redeem PSN wallet fund vouchers on PS3, Vita, or PSP devices once the PlayStation Store and purchase functionality on these devices close uh there's a lot more going on over there right of course you might if you if one of the questions i would put out here is like how do i access my own games you can download your own content on your ps3 vita or psp device by accessing the download list on the respective device obviously maybe before you would have gone to the store search for the game download it there download list is on your uh, system settings you can get into and get all your stuff there but blessing the rumor has been substantiated the stores are going away. You and I talked this to death last week, obviously, on PS I Love You. Do you have anything new to add to that conversation? Not really. Just mainly, mainly that I'm the, – the more I've, I've had this new sit over the last week, the more I've been bummed out on the side of the PlayStation Vita store specifically mm-hmm. because the Vita isn't that old, especially compared to – obviously compared to the PSP and then also compared to the PS3. Like I, on a, on a, on a, 10 years on a, old this December in Japan, 10 years yeah. old uh, February 2022 in America. <laughs> yeah, and like on a level, like I get shutting down the stores for the PS3 and PSP just for, just for how old they are and from a business standpoint. Like I guess that makes sense for PlayStation. But yeah. from the Vita standpoint – uh Scor- scourgebringer 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 was announced for playstation vita and that's the game that's about to come out in in, in i think a few few weeks uh and like I, I i think there's still novelty there for developers to be able to put put out their games digitally on vita still you know like there it's not obviously it's not as active as it's been in the past but you see that here and there and i think that that that, that of itself is a, is an exciting thing and so for that to not be an option anymore, I think is a big bummer just because the Vita still means a lot to 
a certain amount of people, right? Like we're like we're yeah. those people, but still, I it, it bums me out because it's not it's not that old yet. Like it shouldn't. April twenty second for yet. Scourgebringer is what I'm finding on the internet right now for you. Okay, thank you. And yeah, um, it is a, it is totally a bummy thing of like you know like and it's the reality of what we've talked about and you know to not to go back and forth on all these different things. It's what we knew would happen when you start moving to digital marketplaces that of course yes these stores could go away and that things would change you know it is a disappointment you know there's questions uh, one came in today that i don't think actually made the doc because we're talking about this 15 list of uh, uh this uh 15 i'll get to that in a second actually but uh, talking about uh, the vita games you need to have and one of them was like jimmy jillikers i was a kid when the vita came out i didn't have any money but now i do is it worth buying a vita for and I'd be like, yeah, of course. There's a huge library of Vita games to play. Now, of course, are there games that speak to you? You look into that, do that kind of thing, see if that's where you want to go with it. But I would say, yeah, of course. And it sucks that like there's now a, a countdown clock on that ability to pick up a Vita from oh my god, yeah, or the eBay or whatever, right? And then jump on and play the games we've talked about before. And that's where we go to John BX32. Oh, not this guy. Sympathizer, no, sympathizer. This isn't the this John. Guy. This isn't the John BX32. This is okay. John BX32 sympathizer who writes in and says. With the closure of our beloved PS3 and Vita stores, I would like to jump into the store and buy some great Vita games before the store shuts down. But I have no idea where to start. As a person who never really played any Vita games by using it as anything more than a PlayStation or gosh, a, P, a Persona 4 Golden Machine, it would be helpful if you could both come up with a list of the best Vita experiences that people should not miss out on. Uh, could you please come up with a list of maybe 15 or so PS Vita games that totally should be added to your library before the digital store is lost forever? Hashtag Starfield 2021. That is not a real hashtag we are starting. We will not have that. Yeah, I do no, you're love lucky. the idea of John BX John BX32 like having disciples and people that that like rise from his ashes. Don't after, give him power, bless. Him you're gonna after regret this. If you've gotten you're... to this part of the episode, please tweet at Greg Miller Starfield hashtag Starfield. No, no, no. That's a bad use. That's a bad use. I just want to <laughs> see like fan art. <laughs> I, like I want to see I want to see John BX32 fan art of John BX32 being like this priest in a robe or whatever preaching the gospel of Starfield 2021, and then his disciples behind him all in white robes uh, supporting that that same gospel so a fascinating question and i like the idea of 15 now just because it's a goofy number to pick why not top why not 10 why not five let's do 15 all right cool i'm with you john bx 32 sympathizer uh and the way i figured we'd do it plus is that i get five Mm -hmm. you get five okay and the chat gets five cool is john bx 32 in chat well, again, this would be the sympathizer. Is who we're yeah, worried but, about. But I have not seen one in chat because I don't want to hear. I have from not that seen man. the prophet known as John VX thirty two live in the chat this week, so okay. I don't see then, him going there. Then all yes, then I, I think it's cool then we, that we let have that we ha- let chat have a voice. And so what'll happen is I figure we go Greg bless chat, Greg bless chat, and when we get to chat, I'll look over to chat and I'll see what's in there and I'll give you a straw poll and you can all vote on the ones that you've been shouting out there. So that's how we'll do it, and you can help this all go right. Of course. What I appreciate about John BX32 Sympathizer's question is that it is, in fact, 15 must-play PlayStation Vita games. Not 15 must-play exclusives, not 15 must-play digital only. Not, I mean, he's saying that, but I think the way I'm interpreting this question, and blessing, I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Chat, I want to make sure we're on the same page. Of course, you can watch live, patreon.com slash games for future reference, everybody. Is the idea here is we're saying this is, these are the 15 games you would put on a PlayStation Vita and then be like, it's okay to cut it off from the rest of the world. 
Okay. You understand? Okay. So I, I don't think we okay. need to get, I don't want to get into mm. the minutia. I personally, from my list, I did not eliminate things that I can get on another platform. The idea for me is like, here's a Vita here. I think are the best experiences on the Vita, which include a whole bunch of different things that yes, since have come, they've since then they've come to iOS. I've, it's weird. Cause he talks about persona four already being a persona four machine. Clearly that's on our list. I think that's just the 16th yeah. game, right? Like I don't, we don't even need to say that. Like, Persona 4 Golden is the one we'd tell everybody to get when you get a Vita. So we're putting that... Well, I, I, assume, yeah, I assume that's what you're going to lead off with for your number one. Well, I would, but John B... I mean, we can, and I'm down for that. Yeah, I guess having 15 games makes... Then fine, we're putting that there. Persona 4 Golden is the first game on the list, obviously. It's put by me, go. but John BX32 Sympathizer already put it there as well. Right, so the idea here is Persona 4 Golden... What a JRPG. Again, uh, you know, in the same way Barrett's talked recently about Persona 5 grabbing him in a way that JRPGs usually don't grab him. That was me with Persona 4 Golden. Uh, I had played Persona uh, 3 at IGN on, uh, I reviewed it on PSP, and I had done it on PS2 at the time too. Uh, And I enjoyed it, and I had fun with it, but I wasn't, like, enraptured with it. Whereas when Persona 4 Golden came to the Vita, it was just such a perfect pairing of, you know, a great battle system, a great story, but the, the ability to take it anywhere you wanted with you and have it on planes and have it on train rides and have it just chilling out of your house while you watch something it could be the center of your attention or it could just be something you grinded in the background on and there's a reason it's so beloved right it's an amazing cast of characters uh it looks so good of course persona 4 golden is a persona 4 uh from ps2 special edition kind of thing uh and it fleshed out the story more from that and did so many amazing things with it it goes here and it speaks to what i'm talking about right of like persona 4 golden we're putting on this list of you know the one vita collection to rule them all yeah yes it doesn't you could get it you could it'll be you won't be able to buy it on the psn store anymore but you could buy it physical uh yes you could play it on steam right now there are other options now but this is the idea that we're all on the same page the ultimate vita collection you would hand somebody when your vita is cut off from the internet for the rest of its life this is what you'd want to go i think for for so many people persona 4 golden was the uh, it the Vita was the Persona 4 Golden machine. Like I'm, I'm kind of right there with mm-hmm. John BX32, mm-hmm. where I bought a Vita, I played Persona 4 Golden, and I felt like my purchase was justified after playing that one game. I was like, sweet, I feel good about the money I just spent on this thing, no matter what else I play on it, because it for me it was that powerful of a game. Like it is one of my top five games of all time, uh, and for that exact exact same thing, uh, and for for the reason of being able to play it on the bus on my way to work every single day. Like I played yeah. it. I played it right when I moved to Seattle after college, and it was I was I think I've I mentioned the story on the podcast before that I was new to the city. I didn't know anybody. I had gotten Persona Four Golden, and it was this fun analog to real life in a way for me because I, the character you're playing as in Persona Four is new to the city, and you're meeting these people for the first time and building these relationships. And for me, starting a new job in Seattle, I was taking the bus to work every day, and it was like an hour long bus ride to and from work. And it's too real. Golden, this is too real. <laughs> yeah, it's too real. And Persona Four Golden a was a lot of fog. You know, there was a lot of fog, fog in Seattle. Fog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly. Um, but yeah, like I would play that game every single day on the bus. In that game, that game would get me through those trips. And uh, the story and the the music and the atmosphere and the vibe of Persona Four Golden, I think, really make that game. Uh, and so, yeah, no, that's that's easily easily my number one Vita game. And so, and I think it would be on everybody's. And it's definitely you know, yeah. for you're talking about bang for your buck too in terms of how many hundreds of hours you can put into. Those are how you know, hundred plus hours you can put into it. Yeah. Again, if you're cutting off your Vita from it, I think there's that, and then there would be the reason to go back and replay it if you really you know get crazy about it, right, and want to have a romance somebody different or go through and have that different. Experience experience from it and see how things will play out yeah. that way have a like, job 
Yeah, but I think that, you know, Persona 4 Golden is the game that defines the Vita and will always define the Vita, I think, in terms of what it is and what it'll always be. I agree. So now, Blessing, in the chat, one of the things people are shouting out, of course, Arc Wing says, so PSP games and PS1 classics are included? My personal, I, uh, I have a list of Greg's 16 different games over here that I put onto this list. I, none of them are PSP or PS1 classics. It, chat, when it comes to you, if, you, if I should look over there and you shot it out and those are the four ones we put in, I ain't going to hold you. I, I ain't going to hold it against yeah. you. Yeah. Do whatever you want there. But also, I did, chat, I mean, okay, oh, sorry, I did play. I did play PS. And here's the thing: PSP, the PSP store is also going down. Yeah. And so I think with that context, I think it's fine. I think that I think it? that makes gonna sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it because I look, I look at my, my thing. Then okay. I look, I look at my Vita library and like I mean I played I played Castlevania Symphony of the Night on on Vita right and like that uh, there was that there was Peace Walker I think I played for the first time on on Vita. Um, yeah, like I, I, I would include it because I think I think okay, a lot of those fuck, experiences. Okay, fuck, you just changed it. That's a big change. But I a like lot of, it. I a like lot of those experiences, at. I think, were core for people on Vita. You know, especially if you miss the PSP. Sure. So. Of course. Yeah. Okay. I like I like where your head's at. I like the switch up chat. One of the things I will remind you, of course, we all get five picks, and that includes you. So when it comes to you, perhaps you know, play some chess here. You know what blessing and I talk about all the time when it comes from the Vita. You do. do you want to gamble away one of your spots? Now, does everything change for you, though? What's going to happen for me? Who knows? Blessing, what's your first pick? Severed. Easily. Oof, yeah, Easily. Great pick. Great Easily. Pick. Like, if we're talking about Vita-ass Vita games, games that define that platform, I think Severed is one that... I don't know I don't know if Severed was as popular, but I think it was core to the Vita, especially when it was coming out and being this thing that was touch, a touchscreen-only game for the most part. But a game from Drinkbox, it was their follow-up from Guacamelee, and it felt like such a unique, cool, well-realized game from both the gameplay perspective and the art direction perspective. Like, their art direction very much was that Guacamelee cartoon style, and I think that's shown through a lot in in Severed, especially when you're going through the dungeons and and fighting against these different tentacle creatures and all this shit. Like, I remember the game being just a, a very cool game to look at, but then also the gameplay was really unique and fun in the way that they made combat combat work using the slashing the touchscreen and timing all of the uh all of your attacks against these different enemies that were on different sides of you and having to turn and and manage each thing at the same time what a fantastic game that i think is definitely a a must-play vita game 100 percent. and i think yeah you know you talk about i I think sever didn't get the love it it deserved because i think it came so late in the life cycle where people had already kind of moved on or were ready to move on from the Vita. And granted, that's a tough thing to say because, of course, PlayStation faithful, PlayStation audiences, of course, you know Severed. You, you played Severed, I hope. Uh, of course, you know, you want to talk about Drinkbox uh, coming from the PlayStation Pub Fund, right? Like, that's how they got their start in terms of making Tales from, a, Tales from, a, Tales from Space about a blob and then Tales from Space, uh, Mutant Blobs Attack, right? And then moving into uh, Guacamelee, then moving into Severed. Like, doing so much great shit on that PlayStation platform i'll never forget like you know we always joke around about it of like they were the ones who during my demo uh let me see playstation trophies for the first time on a vita where they they i got to go in the back and i was like do you mind like no we don't care uh and so like yeah severed is such an amazing experience that i think doesn't get the love it deserves and that would definitely be at the top of my list for things people need to get on this thing let alone the fact that if you if you totally missed it and don't have a vita it is on ios now you can get it a bunch of different places how much does it hurt blessing to sit here and talk about Drinkbox, getting their their start with the PlayStation Pub Fund, right? 
to sit here and see them on this goddamn ID at Xbox. Dude, I, I feel that. You when, like, fucking I, eating I, a hole in my gut drink box. Where are you I at, that, Graham? I was like, good for you. Like, I'm sure that's going to be big for you guys. You guys are going to, you guys are, are, are going to probably, probably get a deal off of that and make money off of that. And, and, and I'm very happy for that. But I was like, damn, like another one. And that game is so <laughs> fucking one. good. If you haven't I can't seen wait it, for it. Nobody saves the world. Uh, there's a preview up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, and it's also embedded in the kind of funny X cast, but an action RPG that is uh, day and date Xbox Game Pass. And I hope, I hope, I hope that it comes to PlayStation at some point. You know, how I don't who knows how long the exclusivity windows are on that stuff, but who knows? Now, as I said, chat, it's time for your p- first pick. Chat, I'm gonna say chat first pick. I'm looking over at the chat in three, two, one. What am I looking here? Start shouting them out for me, all right? Um, okay, we got Ryan with, with Papers, Please. I like that. We'll put that on there for you. Um, if I double back a little bit, because you were ch- chatting beforehand, we have to wait for the chat. Virtue's Last Reward from JT Savage. Okay. Um, Trails of the Sky. We've heard a lot about that, obviously. Mm-hmm. You started it, right? When, when we talked about it? Trails of... Hold on, let me look it up real quick. Because I might have. A lot mm, of like, mm. hold on, Trails of the Sky. Yeah. Why don't I see it pop up? Wait, wasn't it uh, Cold Tra- Trials of Cold Steel? Oh, isn't that, tri- isn't tra- wait, you're talking about uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. I'm just going from what they said in the chat. Is that the one or not? I don't know. Wait, what did they call- what did they call it? Trails of- Trails of the Sky. Of the Sky. I- hold on, hold on, hold on. Trails of the Sky Vita. <laughs> I don't see anything that is trails. Yeah, in legend the sky. of oh, legend of heroes trails in the oh, sky. Oh, trails in the sky. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right, part right, of the that, same. That's, that's the fuck up. That's the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's part of the same series as uh, like it's a it's a legend of heroes game, and so it's in that same series of trails of cold steel. But I'm sure I'm not. I didn't start trails in the sky. I played trails of cold steel. All right. So trails the ones we pulled again. Now you see how it works, chat. In terms of getting ahead of it, maybe while you know uh, blessings on the on the pulpit talking about whatever his is, you should start sharding us. But we got papers, please. Virtue's last reward. Trails in the sky and Danganronpa are the ones I'm putting out there for you. All right. So I'm creating see, the I poll. Thought, when you first said it, I thought you meant I thought you meant tales of Vesperia. I, oh, really? <laughs> and I was and I was like, oh, I didn't realize i was on vita <laughs> but that makes more sense yeah for me i i was thinking of uh the the cold, cold steel. steel yeah that's yeah. i put it in the chat there that is your straw poll to go vote on we will give you a few minutes while we do that and we shape up this i'll tell you what the the putting the ps1 classics and the vitas in there or the psp games that's a that's a sh- that's a game changer for me it's a game yeah, changer yeah. for me I'm, I'm curious to see what you come up with from that i assume is i assume peace walker is probably the big one i know right yeah i mean like that's i mean i, I yeah and I, it is the same thing of like and yeah, we'll have to save it, I guess, but I should save it. But shit, fuck. This is a big deal. Mm. It's a big deal. You know what I mean? I mean, my list is still, well, we'll get, we'll get to me in a second. Because my, my list is still Vita-centric, but there mm-hmm. are ones that are Vita ports that I don't think you think about specifically when you think of the Vita, but for me, we're synonymous with my Vita. Sure. Right now, it's a heated race. We have Danganronpa with 38% of the vote, Papers, Please, with 33 Trails in the Sky, 16. Virtue's Last Reward, 11. So you See, I wonder how Trails going. of Cold Steel would have fared. Because I, like, I feel like Trails of Cold, Trails of Cold Steel was a stronger one. Yeah, maybe they put it in when they get there next Vita. time. You know, when they get there in a second, they'll get there. Don't worry about it. I'll get there. Looking for a decisive vote here. I want, to, I want somebody to pull ahead and just be done with it. Danganronpa's starting to roll. 42% of the vote. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Dang Rampa has to, has to be in there. Okay, fine. We're gonna we're gonna say last call then. Dang Rampa is the last call here, and he's in the chat. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, it's forty-two uh, percent still there, but it doesn't look like I'm seeing papers. Please make any moves. So we're closing it up, calling it off, and set deadline. Close poll now. Bam. Uh, Dang Rampa gets to be on the list. That's chat's first one. Did you ever play Dang Rampa? No, I think I just I listened to to uh, you guys talk about it a lot and beyond, and also like the extent sure. of my of my uh, <laughs> understandably so. Yeah, hundred percent. I got Trigger uh, Trigger Happy uh, Happy Havoc. Um, yeah. on Steam. I want to play it someday because whatever one came out while I was at IGN and I played for like an hour, I was like, this is cool. I like the whole like trying to figure out like who sure. killed who and stuff. Like, I have such a tough like time with visual novels. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's so hard for me to get immersed in them and stay with them. Obviously, you remember back in the day, Colin loved Danganronpa. Yeah. Uh, I tried several times to play it and dug what it was going for, but just never clicked for me. So I, I never I never hung out. But I understand the love for it. And obviously, yeah, the, when I, the other uh, month or ago now, when I started playing Judgment, when I tossed out, hey, I want a game that's a detective game, that was at the hot, uh, tip of people's tongue in yeah. terms of where to go. And I, I started getting into Paradise Killer early on when that game first came out, and people were saying that that's, that that is very Dang and Rampa mm, that game. Mm, mm. So knowing that it's similar to that has me like, oh yeah, Dang and Rampa must be a really really cool game then. Uh, yeah, surprising nobody then, since you've all blown this wide open and, and basically busted my bracket immediately. If I'm saying what I need to put on here to keep it alive, to keep it going, I'm putting Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker here. Mm, of course. Okay. What a perfect fucking portable experience. Obviously, you remember last year... Uh, not about this time, I guess, but last year in the beginning of uh, volume two of PS, I love you. XOXO. We went back and replayed it together and God, I love that game. And it was great playing it on a TV and playing it on PS, uh, you know, on PS three or whatever, but nothing will ever be as good as playing that game on PSP and also Vita to that extent of having it portable, having it in your pocket, having that metal gear, those bite-sized chunks to run through and do a story or grind out, or, you know, I'll never forget on P- in the PSP, uh, you know, playing and pinging random. I'd be on the train to IGN and it was like a 40 minute ride. Right. And I was just ping wireless hotspots as I went, which would then give me the ch- to go fight guys. So I'd be able to get like 10 different recruits by the time I got to work and be able to put them into the thing and the micro and like everything you loved about metal gear solid five right is actually starts here this is where the systems that are in phantom pain and building out your mother base and having the big shell and all that jazz like and not the big shell but you know what i mean uh building all that out actually uh net out and begin it's just so so fantastic i love that game so much and yeah if you haven't played that get it the portable version while you can get it downloaded see that makes my next one interesting because mm. I, I, you tossing I, the whole collection in there? I, I think I'm gonna toss in the whole collection. Yeah, that was my that was my plan originally. All right. And you know what? Like, I mean, why not? Well, I think we should. Maybe we. Because the collection, I'm so rusty on this because it was complicated. It's, Mel- right? it's Metal Gear Solid Two and Metal Gear Solid Three. And they say, yeah, they say, that is how it worked out. Okay, do it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm tossing. It's your, that, it's that your thing. There. I can't, I can't stop yeah. you. I can't make. I mean, you and I'm fine. And see, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with there being two Metal Gear games on here. Well, of and course, I guess Metal Gear is fucking case, awesome. Multiple, um, but yeah, like Metal Gear Solid two and three are, are iconic games. That that was a collection that was for Vita specifically. And uh, like, what what more can I say? I think that was that was for me the 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 um, one of the games that 
characterized the Vita as being the Switch before the Switch, where I'm playing these games that I I always envisioned playing on console, right? And I and I originally I originally experienced on console and I viewed as console games, but being able to play them on this portable portable device in like a scaled down way, but still in a very fun way. Sure. Um, you know, I thought was was really awesome, and I think it's a great way to play those games. Not the best way. The controls aren't as aren't one to one, but I think those I think the collection is just a, a fun way to play uh metal gear solid and so i agree with that for sure okay hold on so metal gear solid i screwed all this up hd collection wait so what was your, what was your argument against it just coming back to back metal gear picks i'm just you know what i mean oh, okay. yeah i mean it's, it's i got no re- I, you know we only got certain number of things yeah i can't argue with you though like I, these games are awesome i love these games i'm not gonna say don't put them on there i'm just trying to you know try to diversify the list as the kids say no nah, man you know? Familiar solid dominance. I'm into it. Okay. Uh, Chad, I'm turning my eyes to you to come up with the next uh, straw poll here so you can all uh, get going on it. So please let me know. This is where you start piling in your answers for what you'd want to see. Chat's second pick I'm putting in. And I'm looking over here now. Okay, see, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale is on there. Oh, Tossing that right in there. Gosh, you guys, I got spell checking not going well for you. <laughs> This is where things get interesting for me because I feel I don't have like those those two are my uh, go to severed and Super sure. Boy, especially because sure. I assumed you would have started off with Persona Four. So if, from here, my list gets more like I can kind of put anything in there. Honestly, like I don't have a strong third entry on my side. Like I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I can, I can, I can kind of play around a bit, which I'm excited about. But I'll get there when I get there. All right, here are the four I'm tossing in there right now. Uh, we have. And I'm tossing you the poll right now in the chat. We have PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. We have Dissidia Final Fantasy 0-1-2. Now that's the PSP one, right? Is that right? I Dissidia? can't remember all these. I yeah. believe Dissidia was the fighting game. The Final Fantasy. Oh, really? Game. All right, weird pick for you. Well, no, because <laughs> there was Dissidia Duokakam that I always made fun of Clements for back on PSP. Virtue's oh, Last Reward and then Muramasa Rebirth. Those are the ones that have been tossed in there. They're, they have been tossed in. PlayStation yeah, All-Stars no, Battle Royale. Duo, du- duo Decim. Why do they call it that? It's 0-12. Dude, don't even, don't, even <laughs> ask. don't even ask why they're calling these things there. What but yeah, duo, duo Decim is a fighting game. Okay. Well, so is PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Don't forget. Uh, right now, it is Neck and Neck, Virtue's Last Reward, and Miramasa Rebirth. Uh, and then right behind it is PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Oh, yeah, Miramasa. I never played. I think that was a PS Plus game. Did you I remember it? <laughs> I redeemed it. I oh, did I boot it up though? I definitely redeemed it. I don't think I actually played it though. I'm looking at the trailer for it right now. Here, I'll toss it over to the one and only Barry Courtney on the ones and twos. Look like you're making some food. You're slashing. You're jumping. You're killing stuff. Beautiful art style. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is this Vanillaware or is it somebody else? This was vanilla. Uh, I'm like, pause. yeah, this is vanillaware. This is yeah, it was vanillaware. Of course, it looks beautiful. Then, yeah, yeah, gorgeous game. Yeah, I remember this one. I never ju- jumped in it. You know, I'm not the action game guy. That's why I like having the poll here, so people can get in there. Let's see what's going on. Jumping back to that over here. Yeah, as I'm tapping through, I don't know why I didn't boot this one up. I think I, I think I assumed because I at the time I had not heard of Muramasa, so I probably assumed that it was just some shovelware or something that they made free on PS Plus. But as I'm looking through it right now, I'm looking through images on Google. I'm like, damn, if I knew, I probably would have played the shit out of this. It looks, cool. <laughs> uh, looks like Miramasa Rebirth is going to take it. Uh, you have 33% of the vote. I'm prepared to call it on that. Congratulations, chat. You've picked 
Muramasa's rebirth or Muramasa rebirth. Um, yeah, Muramasa rebirth. I don't know why I want to uh, pluralize Muramasa's. everything. Muramasa's rebirth. I'm a moron. All right, so now it's time for my third pick. Right now, the list is Persona 4 Golden, Severed, Danganronpa, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, Muramasa rebirth. Oh, shit. Because now it's like I can start to feel getting tight. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I got three picks left. You look at this list of games here that have things I love that I want to see on the list. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. See, the thing that's tough for me is that I know there are, there are a few iconic Vita games that I didn't play uh, that I, I, feel like, I feel like should be on the list, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick them. Sure. But then you got to look to the and chat I, on that and one. And I'm going to have to trust either you or the chat to pick them. There's yeah. like two of them specifically. I'll uh, be interested to hear when we get. If, I want to know at the end. Write them down right now. Write them down so I know, when you get to okay. the end, we can tell if you got there. Uh, for my third pick, the seventh on the list, I'm putting Freedom Wars. Of course, okay. my love of Freedom Wars, well known. Uh, it is still, yeah, what, years later, uh, it's still uh, my background screen on my Vita that I took and put up and never, ever took down because I just love that goddamn game so much. Uh, you know, the futuristic monster hunter, right? Where uh, you are in the Panopticon, you have been arrested, you have to work years off your sentence by going out with your thorn and attacking giant machines and hacking off parts of them and uh, building better uh, equipment and items to go out and fight uh, again. Uh, I will never, ever forget. It's some of my most cherished Vita memories, I think, honestly. You know, Persona 4 Golden is that personal moment where Freedom Wars is that multiplayer moment where it was, you know, I forget what we were going to LA to do anymore, but it was me and I think Sam Bishop from uh, total PlayStation at the time. Now he works at PlayStation, but like playing that on a plane in ad hoc mode across the aisle, which probably isn't good for the plane, but who cares? Uh, but like going off and grinding and doing that. I remember uh, when uh, uh, Christine and I were dating, we went to Columbia, Missouri for a vacation and there was like, three days in a row where we woke up, went downtown, went to a coffee shop and just sat there and played freedom wars together for hours. It was like such a good game. And I loved grinding in it so much. And it sucks that at the end I would platinum it, but at the end, so much RNG comes into play. What's going to drop like, you know, Oh, run this boss, you know, 16 times. And he might drop the one thing you need 100 of. And I was just like, I can't, I just can't do that. I wanted it so bad, but I couldn't do it in the end. Great game. I, I love Freedom Wars. That was, I remember when that went free on PlayStation Plus. What a big deal that was. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, Paul, that Moore says, who, oh, on, Paul Moore says, who the fuck goes to Missouri for vacation? I do, motherfucker. <laughs> M-I-Z, all right? Miss Columbia every day. I want to go eat some Shakespeare's, eat some CJ's, hang out. I think there's a wedding, too. I was going to, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Blessing. one of the games I was thinking of. I'm like, that was like, that should That's be a heartbreaker, man. I want, you know, I'm gonna go to PSN profiles. Let's do, let's do the, let's do the old song and dance where you go look at how many trophies short you are. And you're like, do I want to fucking try to play Platinum Freedom Wars one day? Did you never get to, get to the Platinum? No, man. It was that like literally it was. And, and maybe now there's a better guide, but at the time there was just such a shitty guide of how to do it. Yeah, I'm. What is this? Uh, 68% of the trophies right now. I'm 35 of 43. And yeah, it's oh. reducing my years. Is it reduce my years? Take all four paths. I don't know what that means anymore. I'm super old. Upgrade a level, a weapon to level ten. Successfully cl- complete every discretionary o- operation. Defeat a abductor while playing offline without failing, falling once in battle. Successfully complete the fifteen special operations. Mm-hmm. I would need to be dragged through this by a Freedom Wars expert. I'm not against it. If that's you, hashtag Vita Live. Show me a photo of your Vita and let me know. This this is where things get really tough for me. Because for me, the Vita is was synonymous with indie games at the time. And oh yeah! Oh the, yeah! Yeah, and like there was an amazing run of indie games during that time span that came to Vita. And this is, 
like I have like I could pick any one of like seven fucking iconic dope ass indie games to put on this list, and I'm I'm trying to narrow down in my head. And I'm like, I'm part of me is like, okay, is chat going to get to certain ones that I'm I've thinking? told the chat? I've told the chat to start calling out their games, so we'll see. Then maybe we can get it a little bit quicker oh. this summer. This is tough. you're not allowed to influence the vote. You're not allowed to yeah. say, hey, chat. I'm, that's my thing is I don't okay. want to I don't want to list them because I don't want to start planting ideas in the sure, head. Sure, rough. I understand. Mm. I understand. This has there, to be a fair, <laughs> balanced uh, election. Okay, I've narrowed it in my head down to three. Two of them I played the hell out of. One mm-hmm. of them is probably like the 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 one that's not part of those two is probably honestly the right decision, but I don't think I'm gonna make it because it's not my personal decision. Even okay. though I think I think okay. it has to be on the list, but maybe maybe we'll get there. Between the two that I'm gonna pick, oh, see, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna pick. Okay, so out of out of those ones, I'm gonna pick the probably probably the least iconic one, but it's the one that meant most to me, which is Rogue Legacy. I played so you much Rogue jerk. Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, like, I just thought I was ahead of the poll and I put it in and then you're like Rogue, damn it. <laughs> I, I just yeah, Rogue Legacy was a game I spent so much time on. It was it's one of my from that era of indie games, it is definitely one of my favorite ones, right? It was for me it was Dead Cells before Dead Cells. Uh uh I, I thought I had a fun gimmick. It was my first time playing a, a roguelite uh and falling that deeply into it. And yeah, I just I just I just loved everything, right? From like all the Castlevania stuff in it to uh, uh, trying over and over again, and it having the gimmick of yeah, once you die, it is the next, it is that uh, person's offspring that goes on yeah. to go back into the castle, so you can finish it. And so they would have weird things here and there, you know, like um, there would be uh, different qualities, like your character would be left-handed, or your character would be super short, or their character would jump really high for whatever whatever fun lore reason uh would lead to that. Remember and the best thought, one is they there there was the meta joke of your character's gay. And people yeah. are like, nothing changes. And people are like, exactly, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, they play exactly the same. And yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, that's, that's fun. Um, and so, yeah, I loved all that stuff. I got super addicted to it. Like, that was, that, that was the game. Like, for a roguelite, that was the thing that sold me on being into roguelites. Because I was like, oh, shit, this is just an arcade game where I get to carry my progress over between runs. You know, like, I have that yeah. replay thing and try to get as, for, as far as I can. But the level remixes. And that, that meant that I got to play that game over and over again and never get tired of it. And so... Rogue Legacy is, is is my is my is my my choice. Rogue Legacy is on my short list, so I'm glad you got it on there. Because yeah, that was the exact everything you just described echoes what I said, or what what it was for me. Where that was for me the start of oh what this is a roguelike. Okay, I understand what I'm doing, and having it on Vita was such a perfect fit, especially for bus rides and killing time and running one more run, one more run, and it did the thing that so many rogue games like I don't feel nail which for me was finishing the world getting back to the new bases the new character and be able to benefit from what i did before like i hate the ones that are full wipes or, or you know inside yeah. it'll unlock something deeper that you can and I'm like no no I, I want i want to feel more powerful every time i go into i throw myself into battle and i remember that you know getting squashed by the first boss but then you know however many runs later coming here and cleaning them out and just destroying them right i was like oh god this feels so good that power fantasy yeah chat you Put on your list for your next vote. Gravity Rush, Ratchet and Clank Collection, Uncharted Golden Abyss, Abyss, and Darkest Dungeon. You have overwhelmingly decided to vote for Gravity Rush with 57% of the vote. That was one of the ones where I was like, I'm going to trust you guys get there because I've never been a Gravity Rush person, but I know how much Gravity Rush means to people on the Vita. And so glad you guys made the right decision. 
Gravity Rush, another one that's on my list. I don't think it would have made my short five, but a game that I think definitely deserves a place on the list. And honestly, it's one of those that I reviewed it and let me see, what did I give it back in the day? Gravity Rush IGN review. Because I remember I didn't, yeah, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10 on Gravity Rush, which I remember being low with the other critical consensus. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was back to what we were talking about almost at the uh, beginning of the show, right? Or overrated, underrated. It was it was uh, overhyped versus, uh, you know, underhyped or whatever, where I felt they made gravity rush seem too grandeur or grand for what it was going to be right and then what was there was a good game a game i truly enjoyed let me read my verdict for you here from jesus christ when did i run down right this thing 2012 may 2012 oh my, my fucking verdict reads like this reviewing gravity rush is a battle between my heart and my head i love cat and totally dig most of the superhero story but the cumbersome combat and later missions definitely had me cursing at my handheld still if you're looking for a light jrpg or cool comic or a cool comic game you should dig gravity rush despite its flaws just don't expect it to justify you purchasing your vita and that's the thing is i stand by that where i i totally dug gravity rush really really enjoyed it obviously i'm a huge superhero fan i thought cat was awesome and i love the way they presented the story and did everything else for it but it isn't like the i think it deserves a place in the top 15 but i just don't think it's like a top five thing for me if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah no no, that that definitely makes sense. yeah um then it's me back on me shit fuck okay okay i got two picks left bless this is where it gets tight this is where it gets gets tight because you got it Because, again, there are, like, games that I'm like, these are iconic Vita games, but there are also other games where I'm like, I played these games a lot on Vita and probably enjoyed them more. That's where, yeah. the, like, the, the indie thing versus, like, the Vita exclusive thing. Yeah. You yeah, know? Because, yeah, like, Uncharted yeah, Golden yeah. Abyss was one of the ones from the chat. And, like, that's a Vita game. You know, it's, like, a Vita exclusive that you can only play, that you can only play there. But I played a lot more of random indie, <laughs> indie game than I played of Uncharted, Uncharted Golden Abyss on Vita. Before we totally switch gears, Indy Ronan says in the chat, I felt like Gravity Rush was better on Vita to a degree. Of course, Gravity Rush 2 you can play on your PlayStation 4. Just because I like playing that game on the go rather than on the couch. Totally agree with you. Where I, when I Gravity Rush 2 dropped and I played that, again, I really enjoyed it, but even there, I was like, oh, this isn't... This feels a lot like the Vita game, but it's like, oh, it sucks that people skip the Vita game, that, they're, that this is, you know, just a bigger picture version of that when the vita game was i had that i had that with persona 5 where the first time Mm -hmm. i played persona Mm -hmm. 5 i was like this feels like i should be playing it on vita yeah you spend you know 100 some hours playing it very specific way right yeah it's hard to jump the other way like i started playing via remote play and that that felt right and like i eventually grew out of that because i wasn't going to turn on remote play every time i played that game but yeah I, i i definitely get that feeling Fuck, there are so many good games on the list, the list right now that are still like yeah. sitting here trying to get a place on this list. But again, you guys ruined everything when you said I could bring in PSP games. I'm putting Valkyria Chronicles 2 um, oh. at number 10. A All game right. I adore that I think it was so much better than Valkyria Chronicles 1. Uh, of course, set the stage for Valkyria Chronicles uh, 4, right? Coming to Switch later on. But Valkyria Chronicles 2, I thought, took the amazing gameplay of Valkyria Chronicles that you know, uh, strategy of, you know, going through, how do you want to do it? Making sure as you ran around the battlefield, you had enough, uh, whatever action points to get over there and do something, building out the right squad. Then the different missions that were, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, custom, not customizable that were optional that you could go in, get better rewards for like Valkyria Chronicles is, I think super special in general. I, I, did you ever play any of these? Did you ever get no, into any I of did, these? I did not. 
so you, but you know about him, right? Tactical yeah, I know, I know game. of Valkyrie, Valkyrie Chronicles, and yeah, it's like I know it's like a tactical, like is it? Would you call it a JRPG? I yeah, hundred percent kind of style to it. Yeah, but. I mean, it was a tactical RPG, and it's definitely Japanese. So I yeah. mean, like I would call it that, but I don't know if like you know technically but you'd want to technically drop it officially. That that's how you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but such a beautiful art style, that watercolor art style. Uh, you know, on, and I just thought it was such a great fit on the PSP for, again, uh, digestible battles you could run through and, and kill time with that. I want to put it on this list and give it the shout out. It deserves. Blessing. This is, I, I'm back again to the place where, as, as you've been talking, I've been trying to, to figure out whether I want to go with the pick that I played a lot, but might mm-hmm, not be mm-hmm. as iconic or the one that i did still play and loved but is way more iconic and since since last time i went rogue legacy which was like a pick for me i'm gonna do the pick that i feel like has to be on there which is hotline miami i think hotline miami is such an iconic vita game i i loved a hotline miami and i i like i know i know it came out on all other platforms like it is just iconic as an indie game in general but for me it defined that will always be a vita game like uh, the way i played it the way i I remember just fucking digesting that thing on airplanes exactly and you think about in last's part to you how in that one scene the girls playing the vita and there's hotline miami on there i think there's something that is very iconic for that era right hotline miami i think hit at the right time to come out on vita for when the vita vita came out was a thing uh, and kind of honestly, kind of like set the tone for what the Vita would be with, with indies. Uh, and so, yeah, Hollow Miami is, is the easy pick for me. Yeah, that's a great pick. Short list for me. That's definitely where I was at. Uh, I'm now taking things here from the chat for their next one. All right. I'm trying not to. You, you, if, people are sh- if your game didn't win its pe- previous poll, I'm not inclined to toss it on here. Just a heads up for where it's going. All right. You know what I mean? Bless you. I know, I know, dude. I know what you mean, man. Uncharted Lost Legacy had a shot, or not Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy is amazing. Uncharted uh, Golden <laughs> Abyss. Golden Abyss is shot. amazing too. I didn't play much of Golden Abyss. Is really? it worth? Is it like? Would you say it's a must-play Uncharted game? I mean, what? I mean, there's what four Uncharted? Well, I guess if we start getting yeah. into the other the spinoffs or whatever. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh I really enjoy it. I don't think about it often, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know what I mean? When I think of Uncharted, like I remember enjoying it on the Vita for what it was. I enjoyed some of the mini games they included with the touchscreen, not the fucking me on an airplane having to turn on the light and shine into the camera to do all that kind of crap. But in general, it's like it's a fun Nate story, but it's like, no, I, it's one of the, f- well, not, I shouldn't say it anymore. I was going to say one of the, well, it's one of the few I haven't platinumed. I didn't platinum that. I didn't platinum Lost Legacy. Like I, I, it's, it's long. I remember going back and doing really? it and being like, yeah, it's like a lot of chapters. Uh, and like, there's a really annoying sniper section that I remember very, uh, very, very well from my crushing playthrough where I was like, oh, God, just get me out of this thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I, kinda, like I played um, God of War. Was it Ghost of Sparta? Was that the, the portable one? I played one of the well, there was, there was Chains Wars. of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta. Okay, I think I think I uh, oh then I don't know which one I played. I think it was Ghost of Sparta though. Um, I started it and it was, it was a similar thing where I was kind of just like, all right, yeah, no, this seems like a fun game, but I don't know if this is how I want to play this type of game. And I ended up just falling off of it because I was like, I'd rather play what like what like I, something that's more unique to the Vita, something that feels like it's more specifically. I mean, the, for it. Golden Abyss is definitely designed to be the Vita with all, mm-hmm. but it's more with like, hey, but, like, we I'd have rather the touch play screen a, and the back touch and shit. I'd rather play like the console Uncharted, right, over Golden Abyss and same yeah, with God of War. One hundred percent, yeah, yeah, okay. Even though uh, you know, God of War, shout out to uh, Ghost of Sparta and Chains of Olympus because those are the ones that got mm-hmm. me into actually playing God of War uh, before, obviously Corey and all that stuff. But like, I remember like not. When I started at IGN, it was just a couple months before, uh, weeks actually, before God of War 2 dropped on uh, PS2. 
and I did not care. I got a War One, so got a War Two. I played for a little bit. And I'm like, this guy sucks. Mm-hmm. And then it was the go- Ghost of Sparta and uh, Chains of Olympus trying to give more backstory to him and his brother and his family. And I was like, all right, you know what? This is I like this gameplay. This is great. Yeah, I just realized I can literally just check right here which one I have. <laughs> so I'll uh, it's a second. heated race right now. All right, for the chat's fourth pick, it's either going to be Guacamelee. Final Fantasy VI, Tearaway, or Parasite Eve. <laughs> right now, Guacamelee has the lead. Good. The poll is up in chat. Oh, it's tied now. Listen, Guacamelee I'm, and Final I'm, Fantasy VI don't tied. fail me. Don't fail. Okay. You failed me so many times, chat. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, down, I'm down for the meme of Parasite Eve, but don't, this is not Parasite Eve's moment to shine, chat. It is now tied <laughs> between Tearaway, Final Fantasy VI, and Guacamelee. Tearaway has pulled ahead with one vote. Oh my! This is God. riveting because multiple multiple of these games are games that I was thinking of. Oh sure, yeah, totally. Guacamelee and Tearaway are definitely on my list. Sorry, Parasite Eve. <laughs> Sorry, Final <laughs> Fantasy VI. <laughs> it's all tied up. Now it's back. Nope, Tearaway's back by one vote. I've spanned ahead here. I'm going to give you 30 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Barrett, who's going to win? I mean, I want it to be Guacamelee, but it doesn't seem like it's going to go that way. Again, chat yeah, Tearaway's, Tearaway's getting, starting to pull. Tearaway's yeah. starting to pull. Yeah. Yep, Just we're calling it for... to play uh, Guacamelee 2 as well. Not enough people... Guacamelee 2, so good. So fucking... Not enough people talk about it, man. Uh, is, uh, uh, you're 100%. I'm part of the problem with that, where mm-hmm. love Drinkbox and love Guacamelee, and when Guacamelee 2 dropped, I was like, oh, cool, I'll get to it eventually. And when yeah. I finally got to it, it was when it was coming to Switch. They were uh, in one of the showcases, and they put... Uh, Shirtless arachnid man and yeah. uh, Portillo in it, and this I sat so down good. to put, try that shit out, and I, I played for hours. Like, holy fuck, I They're, forgot uh, how good Guacamelee ge- was. Like, I, I really liked the humor from the first one. I, I think the humor in the second one is uh, even better. And there's like one moment that like there's this whole section that calls back to the humor specifically from the first game, and it's just one of the funniest moments in a video game. It sucks they sold up, they sold PlayStation out, you know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen in the chat, you have voted in Tearaway is entering uh, as your fourth pick, the number 12th pick here on the definitive 15 must-play PlayStation Vita games. Uh, bless, what was your Tearaway uh, experience? I actually I actually didn't play Tearaway. Wow, Tearaway, really? You're such yeah. a Media Molecule fan. Tearaway was one of the ones, well, Dream specifically, like even Little Big Planet, I, I played a little okay. bit of and didn't fall, fall in love psycho. with it. Um, <laughs> but Tearaway was one of the ones I was just talking about of like, I didn't play, I didn't play Tearaway, but I know... Like I remember, I remember, I think I listened to you guys talk about Tearaway, or maybe I for watched sure. reviews for sure, um, or, or probably both. And you know, I know it is such an iconic, uh, dope ass Vita game, but it wasn't gonna be on my list because I didn't play it. And so, yeah, for me, it would be it, it would be it, uh, 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 disingenuous for me to put on. I know how much people love it and stuff, and I played it and beat it, but I didn't love it. And I think again, it was another one where at the time these games are dropping, we're looking at PlayStation, you know, for exclusives that are going to justify what the Vita is. And, like, I got it, and I enjoyed Tearaway, but I didn't love Tearaway. I didn't think it was great. And I know it has such an audience that I'm not trying to talk shit about it or, you know, say you're wrong for liking it. I'm glad you did. But for me, yeah, it just didn't hit that hard enough for me to sit here and go, you know what? I'm building the ultimate library for when you're cut off from your PlayStation store for the rest of your life. What do you need to have on it? And I wouldn't say Tearaway needs it. But again, a game that's built specifically for the Vita, those yeah. are few and far between and, and do need to be celebrated. Dude, can you imagine an Astrobot game specifically for Vita? I feel like that... that, that what a world we could a live cool in. Thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a world we'd love to live in. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come down to the final three. I have one. Bless has one. And you, the chat, watching on Patreon.com slash Games has one. 
Right now, let's recap the list. Number one is Persona 4 Golden. That was me. Number two, Severed. That was Bless. Number three, Danganronpa. That was chat. Rampa. That was chat. Uh, number four, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. That was me. Number five, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection. That was Bless. Number six, Muramasa Rebirth. That was chat. Number seven, Freedom Wars. That was me. Number eight, Rogue Legacy. That was Bless. Number nine, Gravity Rush. That was chat. Number 10, Valkyria Chronicles 2. That was me. Number 11, Hotline Miami. That was Bless. And number 12, Tearaway. That was chat. Dude, whenever I think of Hotline Miami, I think of that. I, feel, I think of the music, like the, the specific oh, sure. music yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in like the Last of Us Part Two tr- scene, where they're like, like that was that that shit is embedded in my brain. Hold on, how'd that go again? I love it. I love it. That shit was fire. Like I know, I know, I'm not doing it justice, but you know, you know what I'm getting at. You know exactly what song I'm talking about. Fuck. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this at all. It's hard. Also, Ghost of Sparta was the one I had. Okay. I'm proud of you. Wait, you. Did we get Hotline Miami? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, we I did. Cross that yeah. off my list as things I had here. Yeah, it gets tough here. I want to see, and I, we said we didn't want to get in the chat's head, so I don't want to name the things that I have on my list that, I, that I'm not going to vote for here. You know what I mean? But by not getting into I mean, Chad's it's, head, it's, it's I feel the, like Chad is now getting into your head. You know, it's the last. No, no, the no last I'm on round. my list. I'm not worried about them. It's the last round. You know, I think it's fine to get in Chad's head for this last one. You know, like they're gonna they're gonna say what they're gonna say. Ones point. that are for sure not on my that made this short list, but I wouldn't put on this list. Right, would be Volume, Bastion, Killzone Mercenary, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And I played so much Minecraft Vita. Loof trousers. Uh, oh yeah, that might make it there. I have guacamelee on here, but I don't think I would give it the juice. So I see that's where I'm at. I guacamelee was gonna be one of my earlier ones, but yeah. as we've gone on, you all failed me. It's it's hit me that <laughs> I mean severed is on here, and I'm like, do like you know I love guacamelee. If severed wasn't on here, 100 percent I would go for guacamelee. Why not both? But man? is it worth having two drink box games on here when I could have absolutely X Y and Z game? Was Shovel Knight on Oh, here? maybe that's my workaround to it. That makes more sense, Greg. Okay. Uh, also, I had Uncharted Golden Abyss on here. I already said Guacamelee, right? Yeah. And so then, with my final pick. It's, I know exactly what he's about to say. <laughs> here, I want you to write it down. All right, I'm going to hold on. That way you can yeah. show it to Barrett when you're wrong, because you're not going to pick this one, guaranteed. It's not, it's not one I'm going to pick, but it's one I think. I, 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 I know. I know what pick. you mean. I know what you mean by yeah. the question. I just wrote it in like an idiot, too. Don't look at the screen. Here's the thing. I'm going to write it down. I don't even know if this thing exists that I'm writing down in the, in the form that I'm thinking. Okay. God, how do you spell this thing? All right. I'm writing it down right now. Thank you, uh, fucking auto auto correct for not getting. Okay, I, I got it. Now, do you want me to? You want me to show it to Barrett right now? Yeah, go ahead. I've already locked mine in. I won't change it. Okay. Just show it to everybody. Toss yeah. it up. Right. Just put it to your screen Hold there. On. Turn off your porn. Wait, can you see it? Uh, Unless you're using focus. ExpressVPN. Uh, Patapon slash Loco Roco Collection. You put uh, in there. Yeah, that's you're incorrect. Uh, for my wow. final pick, I'm picking Patapon three. All right. Okay. Because Titanfall one and two, you can get them on your PlayStation Four. They're still out there. But if we're talking about a game lost to time when the store goes down, we're talking about Patapon three, 
Everybody get out there and save Patapon 3. This is your chance. It was, you know, a more single-player adventure. You have your one Patapon hero. You can go through and do it. You know what I mean? Let's get, and of course, my original review from April 2011 on IGN, the verdict reads like this. Uh, if it sounds like I'm mad at Patapon 3 for small things, I can assure you that I'm not. It's just easier to point out the few things that are rough around the edges instead of listing the tons of stuff that's amazing. Multi-level dungeons versus mode races and battles, baby dragons, class skills that level up behind the scenes humor color addiction i could sit here for hours and tell you how good this game is yes i wish a few things were more polished and more user friendly seeing as how this is the third go round but pat upon three is a game that i will play for a hundred for that's a typo a hundred hours no i guess it's not right actually i'm wrong Uh, but i play for a hundred hours i gave it a 9.0 amazing on psp it is amazing you don't have to worry about it now I had to look I, I, it up. It, I don't. I don't think there is a Patapon slash Loco Roco collection on Vita, but there is. I think what I was conflating was the Rapper the Rapper Loco Roco Patapon Remaster Collection sure, on PS4. Sure. Uh, as that happens all the time. Yeah. Lean into get get your fake your face back focused. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks. No problem. You did your thing. Whoa, it went red for a second. Blessing. Yes. Your final pick. Chat. Start prepping yours so I can start pulling up the chat uh, the the polls. Mm. See. I'm back. I'm back to indies because indies had, sure. were such a force on the Vita, and there are a lot of iconic ones. Iconic ones like Super Meat Boy, Waka mm. Melee, mm. Titan Souls, mm. Sound Shapes, Shovel Knight. Rezo Gun was on the Vita, but I think I had to go with the most uh, iconic one of all, which is VVV VVV. <laughs> of course, I've, I've played right. so much VVV VVV. On, <laughs> all right, on says the Vita. Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> I played so much of that damn game on Vita. It was the perfect small ass experience. If you're not familiar, it was basically a platformer where uh, the gravity would shift back and forth, up and down. It was a 2D platformer, exploratory platformer. It was actually really cool because you would just go all over the map and try to figure out how to do all the things. I believe you were collecting shit. Um, but very simplistic art style. You would uh, shift back and forth, up and down, uh, and try to complete platforming challenges. And I had a blast with it. I played so much VVV, VVV. Um, not the most popular game, not the most iconic game, but a game that for me on the Vita is a bit synonymous with that experience. And it is a game that I think a lot of people, uh, if you're looking for just a time waster, a game that you can just fuck around and get lost in in an afternoon or multiple afternoons, I think VVV VVV is great for that. And so congratulations, VVV VVV. I'm proud of you. I'm proud Thank of you. you. VVV VVV. Not you, Blessing. You didn't do, you didn't do nothing. No, I, pay, I, picked, I, picked, I picked the pick that needed to be picked. You know what I mean? Wow. That's what you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now to build the final thing here, the final amazing Vita collection here. Uh, I'm trying to figure out one thing. Well, I guess I said that didn't matter, right? Yeah. It can be physical only, right? Physical only? Yeah. Wait, did those exist on the Vita? Yeah, sometimes. See, I feel like that. I say, I feel like that, that's weird because it kind of defeats the purpose of the, of the list, but I'm, I, I'm fine with it. We didn't establish that rule. Well, um, am, am I wrong? Because like, ever, uh, there's been a call, and obviously it's one of mine that I love dearly, and I think it's the best version of Luminous, Luminous Electronic Symphony. But if I remember correctly, I thought that was, and I can't find it on the store right now, but the store's all fucked up, obviously. Can you uh, chat? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because even when I search on the Vita store for it, I can't find uh, Luminous Electronic Symphony. Which make and I rem- and I do remember that being one of the few Vita games that I had to carry my memory card with or my uh, uh, cartridge with me forever. No, I s- oh, I see a demo. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's weird. 
Yeah, when you do it, you just have the demo there, which is making me question it, if it should be there or not. Everybody give me a Google search That's on really why I build this thing over here. That would, it, would, it would have a demo, but not a digital version. I mean, I'm down either way. Do you think that would defer, the, defeat the purpose of, of no. the No. I mean, I, I, I feel like it is because we're talking about things you could just build on your system and have it be perfect, mm -hmm. right? You but also, I mean, the, the, the name of this episode is going to be 15 Must Play Vita Games, that's right? True, that's and true. so I think it counts. Okay, cool. Then we'll, we're not going to bust our balls about it. <sighs> also, I got Poke sitting right next to me. Oh, eat it! As, as you as you know, that doesn't that doesn't keep. That's not something you want sitting around. Yeah, yeah no, that's the thing is like I've eaten most of it, so it's not bad. But I'm starting uh -huh. to like. Here we go. We so. we we got around it. Cameron O'Neill points out the game was delisted in 2016 due to music rights issues. Mm. Thank you. So it counts. It's fine. We're not going to worry about it because we're talking about a perfect world. And again, Luminous Electronic Symphony is the best version of Luminous, and that's coming from somebody who loves all forms of Luminous. All right, then here we go. Boom! Creating the final poll for you right now. Chat, based on what you wanted to see in your final poll, you have Luminous, Electronic Symphony, Soul Sacrifice, Sly of Cooper, Thieves in Time, and Sound Shapes. What will be the final game you put into the 15 Vita games you have to own? The ultimate Vita library. You were getting cut off from the world. You just had this. What do you want on it? What do you want on it? Guacamole. I'm sorry, Barrett. Severed went, came out instead. Severed came out instead. I'm sorry. But now you get to play that's Nobody cool Saves thing. the World on your Xbox. It's very exciting. Or, or my PC, I think, right? Yes, that's true. It yeah. is a PC game as well. I, I'm not going to get true. an Xbox. Too many consoles in this house, you know? Hell yeah. I, I, only, have, I only have enough space. People give me a lot of shit for not having an Xbox. It's like, my entertainment center is only so big. Hey, you're a man of uh, principles, and yeah. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that quite a bit. That's why I refuse to turn on the Vita. Wow, he got it. He he wow. went all the way and then clapped back on me. And I yeah, wow. That happens. That you know happens. what? I felt pretty proud. Of that. That, that, was good. that was good. On my end, good job, me. While the votes <laughs> come in, uh, let's hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by FitBod. Don't get stuck doing the same workouts. Making progress towards the future you means overcoming new challenges. FitBod creates a fitness program that continually adapts with new exercises and dynamic intensity that adjusts to you and how you're progressing. So you'll be challenged to meet your goals at your own pace. There's no perfect body that everyone can achieve, but what we can do is continually become a better version of ourselves. No workout is one size fits all. FitBod creates a fitness program that continually adapts to you so you stay challenged with new exercises, pacing, and intensity based on where you are and where you want to be. How do we know so much about FitBod? Because the one and only Gia Tap Harris, that's right, Tim's fiance, has been using it, and she loves it. She says it's awesome how it tracks what she's up to, what she's been doing, and again, as we said on top of this, it keeps her motivated by not doing the same thing over and over. Every time she turns it on, there's something new there. There's a new adventure, something new to chase, of course. Uh, FitBod understands that the path to achieving your best looks is different for everyone. Uh, FitBod creates a program based on your unique body, experience, and environment. Their algorithm uses data and analytics to help you build on your last workout to maximize your results. Whether you're exercising three days a week or twice a day, every workout is scientifically proven to be better than the last. FitBod workouts are balanced to avoid overworking muscles with varied exercises to keep you sharp. 
no equipment, no worries. FitBot has body weight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. FitBot is super easy to use and even has HD video tutorials to make learning new exercises a breeze. It integrates with other fitness health apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, and Strava. Personalized training can be tough on a budget, but FitBot is only $9.99 a month or $59.99 for a year. Sign up now and you'll get 25% off your membership. Pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBod today, and your future self will thank you. Get 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash kfgames. That's 25% off at fitbod.me slash kfgames. Our next sponsor is HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip the trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh offers 10 to 20 minute meal recipes, uh, low prep recipes, and quick breakfasts and lunches, perfect for your busy schedule. With 25 plus recipes to choose from every week, there is always something for everyone to enjoy. And all recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs with nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Uh, how do we know so much about HelloFresh? Because we've all used it at one time or another. I believe right now Joey is using it. She loves it. She keeps getting on it. I think she just made some ragu the other night that was delicious. Uh, I've used it myself, and you know how much I love cooking. What I love about HelloFresh, obviously, is you get the pre-portioned ingredients, uh, the step-by-step instructions. You just get to follow along. So in the beginning of the week, you can plan out what you want to eat. Then at the end of your workday, you get to go in there. Pick the one you want for that day. Bam, go. You don't have to think about it. Did I get this? Did I miss this ingredient? Oh, man, you, there's something on the shopping list you forgot all about. You don't have to worry about that. It's all ready to go for you. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash KindaFunny12 and use the code KindaFunny12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash KindaFunny12 and use the code KindaFunny12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And the final sponsor of the day is Gabby. When it comes to car and home insurance, don't we deserve better? You know we all do. That's why Tim put his test or his policy to the test and turned to Gabby. Uh, they literally stand for get a better. I didn't know this. Get a better insurance. That's what Gabby stands for. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, getting better insurance with Gabby means a better price for the same insurance coverage. Who knew something like this existed? You did, because Gabby's been awesome and sponsors for a long time. But. Nevertheless, if you haven't used Gabby, let's see, talk more about it. They are the one true comparison platform with all real rates. They give you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current insurance coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers all in one place. You use your current information uh, to get started, and in just a few minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have, and it's free to use. That's what Tim did. He went in there. He said, let's see if I have the best uh, car insurance. He went, beep boop 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 Mr. Robot kind of noises. And then Gabby said, you know what? You do. And Tim wasn't charged anything. He wasn't uh, besieged with robocalls. Gabby is just there to help. Even if you have the best coverage, it turns out, they're like, cool, we just wanted help. And if you don't, they'll help you. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average, and they'll never sell your info, so no annoying robocalls. Put your policy to the test like Tim Gettys did. Get a better get better insurance with Gabby. Uh, it's totally free to check out, and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash kindoffunny. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash kindoffunny. Gabby.com slash kindoffunny. All right, we're back, everybody. 
I have good news for some of you, heartbreaking news for others. Uh, and I think one of the only landslides we've had today, Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time has won. Wow. Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time uh, has, what was the percentage of vote there? The percentage of vote, as I call it, is 47%. Outrageous I, for this. That's the surprising. polls have been so tight. The polls have been so tight, but there you go. You got it, everybody. Yeah, Congratulations. I that one. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that either. I thought for sure, and I would have pushed for Sound Shapes. I would have said Sound oh Shapes God, is a Sound game that I, so cool. I totally fucking remember being like defining it, but instead Sly Cooper wins. And Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, great game. Nobody's trying to take that away. Nobody's trying to take that away from you. All right, don't worry about it. Sly 4, great game. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, John BX32 Sympathizer wanted us to get the 15 must-play Vita games so that he could download these, uh, or they could download it. They could be cut off from the world, and they'd be fine. The list goes like this. Number one, Persona 4 Golden. Number two, Severed. Number three, Danganronpa. Number four, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Number five, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection. Number six, Muramasa Rebirth. Number seven, Freedom Wars. Number eight, Rogue Legacy. Number nine, Gravity Rush. Number 10, Valkyria Chronicles 2. Number 11 hotline miami number 12 tearaway number 13 patapon 3 number 14 vvv vvv and number 15 sly cooper thieves in time that is an excellent list that is a fantastic list everybody download these buy these get them all set also get sound shapes my yeah sound what i had cool. what i had left on my list after, for that final pick would was sound shapes luminous and hell divers Oh, yeah, I was going to remind you, because when I was going through the store, I was like, oh, shit, Helldivers was on Vita. Um, I remember there being, and I'm super rusty on it now, so please don't hold mm -hmm. me to the fire on this. I remember there being cross-save problems. I remember that being an issue of why I didn't put more time into it on one of the platforms, because something got fucked up and I lost progress or wouldn't go or whatever. But, again, these are ancient issues that I'm sure have been addressed uh, since then. Knock on wood. If you're going to go back and do it. Even though when I was talking about Helldivers being great the other day on Twitter, somebody's like, yeah, it's too bad it doesn't work on PS5. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know what's going on. Damn. What, you Wait, know what I mean? Helldivers doesn't work on PS5? It was something, I, this is a random person who tweeted at me okay. in response to me being like, I want more Helldivers. They're like, yeah, it sucks. The PlayStation 4 version doesn't do, it fucks up on PS5. I don't know. I haven't yeah, heard that. Were, that was the there were like a handful of games, right? When the PS5 launched, yeah. they're like, "Hey, like these yeah. specific titles don't work." Like Assassin's Creed, yeah. Held Held Iris definitely wasn't listed by PlayStation. Mm. Because it was all games that I was yeah, like, no here, way. I, I'm on I'm on the Helldivers subreddit. Uh, Helldivers on PS5. Has anyone else has anyone been able to play Helldivers on their PS5? I tried multiple times, but it always crashes when trying to load my save after pressing start on the screen. Uh, guys mm. like mine crashes on PS4 as well. Uh, then that's somebody bitching they don't have a PS5. Uh, somebody says it worked for them. Maybe it's the same guy who's bitching here is bitching on my Twitter. Yeah, no, somebody else has a crash. It seems like there's something going on with that. Yeah, there's some weird bug. Yeah. Okay. But there you go. Blessing. Greg. What are my PlayStation updates this week? <laughs> yeah, we'll go through them a bit quicker because we, we spent so much time on, on, on this fun. stuff. But yeah, it was a very fun topic. I'm glad we did that. Because it was work that needed, absolutely needed to be done. Uh, let's start off with this first one. Sony's behind Media Molecule in Dreams. There was a fun interview over on Kotaku where they talked to both Abby Hep and Shabon Reddy over at Media Molecule. Uh, and they gave a fun breakdown on stuff that's going on in Dreams, specifically with curation and the future of the game. Uh, and so I'm going to pull from the article. This is Jack Yarwood at Kotaku. The article Yarwood. is called Media Molecule Talks Curation and the Future of Dreams. And it's going to be a longer read, so strap in, everybody. This is breaking today, so I'm excited to find out what's going on. Uh, and also, I pared it down a lot because it was a very long article. And so if you want the full thing, definitely go over to Kotaku and give them, give them the click and the read. 
When the game launched in early access in 2019, Dreams only featured a single row of creations that players could scroll through, making it difficult to separate the good from the bad. Over time, this evolved into multiple categories, with only a couple of these sections being manually curated, such as, such as MM picks, which are media molecule picks, and what we're playing. The studio used categories to highlight creations worth playing in pieces in pieces me featured media or pieces featured on Media Molecule's weekly live streams, but it still wasn't the most intuitive approach to connect players with the best the game had to offer. Kotaku spoke with Media Molecule studio director Shaban Reddy and Dreams live product lead Abby Hep on the studio's recent efforts to improve curation across the board. Quote, one of the big, big things we did in the last half of last year was we made Abby the live product lead for Dreams, says Reddy. Quote, that's been really... That's been a really big step because the live aspect is its own product in a way. We're on a, we're on a big recruitment drive right now because to make the progress we want, we need programmers and we need designers. What really excites me about all of this is Sony is really behind what we're doing and investing in the studio to grow, end quote. And this is what, uh, this is what Abby had to say, quote, people spend a lot of time, a, a lot of time making these games and making these really awesome creations, says Hep. Quote, and, and, and like being able to rotate them in or out uh, or say this week we're featuring these topics and then being able to bring back games that were that were published a year ago or a month ago is really important. There's certain there's a certain one in doneness to the curation that we definitely don't want, end quote. The inspiration for many of these changes came from streaming platforms. Ready cited Netflix, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime as inspirations. Both HEP and Ready suggested more changes are coming, but this investment in curation already seems to be paying off. According to HEP, engagement is up, with existing mm. players and, and creators dedicating more time to playing and engaging with Dreams. The studio has also started extending this effort to potential players outside of the game's community, hiring former Edge editor Jen, Jen Simpkins uh, to oversee more editorial content and weekly roundups for the website. The biggest problem with Dreams has always been its poor messaging about what it actually is and what it, off what it has to offer to players. Informing people who are unsure about the game on what they can expect could convince some potential players. Although curation was one of the biggest issues that the community members raised, another feature that remains a hot topic is the ability to export and monetize dreams to reach a wider audience outside of the platform. At the moment, it is only possible to export and monetize video, audio, and imagery from dreams rather than a full creation. Media Molecule co-founder and art director Kareem Etouni, uh, however, told GamesIndustry.biz that the studio intends to allow creators to publish their games outside of Sony, outside of the Sony ecosystem, and to other devices and beyond. When asked about this, Reddy said the feature was was still a work in progress. "Quote: It's complicated, and we have to do it in the right way, and we have to do it in a way that works with Sony because we're a big organization." She adds. So I think for ages, I think for ages, we've been saying to the community, we're, we're working, we're, we're working on it. And we're still at that point. End quote. Again, over on Kotaku, there's even more that they, that they, <laughs> that they wrote. Um, but that is the quote unquote condensed version here. And I've actually been working on a blessing show that is going to be after this next one. That's about souls games. The eighth episode, So two weeks from Thursday, two weeks from Thursday, the episode is going to be all about dreams and what's been going on. I've been, I've been going in there and playing different different dreams, seeing what's up with uh, curation and all that stuff, because I've had a lot of the same questions. Sure. Uh, and a lot of the things they mention, I think, you know, is visible. Like, you go in there and 
there are the way that I think the curation has grown over the year in Dreams has been very good because you do have the media molecule picks, you do have what media molecule has been playing, but then you also have things like the Impies, which um, is their yearly award show, and they have that as a playlist that they break out for people for discovery. They also have uh, the monthly uh game jams or the community jams that they do where people are tackling specific themes and so in october the theme was halloween and they'll do another theme that's that's science and they find very fun ways to bring in very uh unique ideas in order to have that cycle in and be something that people can find uh through curation which i think is really cool and i think they they found a pretty good flow with with uh playlists and all this stuff that has made the experience better just for the player side because that is the that is the the thing I hear the most when it comes to people talking about dreams and their interest level in dreams. The thing I, I the thing I always hear is people say that I'm not interested in the making. I'm not interested in mm-hmm, creating. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not a game developer. I don't want to make X, Y, and Z thing. And it's. I think for them the struggle has been being able to t- communicate that. Hey, that is only half of the experience in dreams. You don't have to create. For me as somebody who who loves playing dreams right i've barely ever touched the creation tools i fucked around with them a little bit just to see what the music creation looks like because i like fucking around with music creation tools but even that i got in there and i was like all right this doesn't seem for me like this seems kind of confusing i don't love having to use the motion controls and where to control and all this different stuff and i've been having a very good time with dreams nonetheless just playing and just going through and seeing what's new this week and, and and jumping in um and so i think what they're talking about with curation, I'm excited to see how they continue to develop that. And then also this idea that they are still working on how to export dreams so you can do stuff with dreams outside of dreams, I think is still a really cool idea. And I'm excited to see whatever happens from that. Yeah, you would hope that would be the way to pull people in, right, from the outside. That you see this over there, you're like, oh man, you can do this in dreams. What else is there that isn't monetized? You know, what I mean, if it is that somebody breaks out a game from dreams that is fantastic, that it makes the rounds that you hear on all the podcasts, sure, get that, but then actually download this and get into it. I still think, you know, the big thing they need to do for dreams is get it on PlayStation Plus, is get it on the home, the live area PS5 when I turn it on, right? Of like, here's what's going on and what's happening. I think even right now, you know, I'm on in dreams.me, uh, logged in as myself with, you know, the stuff I've tagged to play later. And then I see it here. Yeah. The, you know, the media molecule picks for games, the media molecule picks for audio visuals, media molecule picks for showcase, right? Like dreams by the people I follow. I still think, as they're talking about in this article, right, hiring more people to bring in to make it more like Amazon, to make it more like Netflix is a huge thing. Because just yeah. having a, here's games is fine, but if it was, as you know, Ab- if it's Abby going like, here's Abby's picks, or here's, you know, what a horror genre looks like, right? Or uh, the person whose name escapes me as I glance through this, that they just hired uh, from our side of the industry to come in and do more of this, right? To have it be like they're going in and breaking it down by genre, breaking it down by new, breaking it, like when I turn on my thing, of like this is the hot dream of the day if they can have it on the home screen somewhere like that's the biggest thing it needs is a way to pull people in but all that said right now as we always do with this show it's a, you know 1 p.m pacific time on a monday and there's about 1200 people or 1200 dreams players online right now like that's always that's consistently where i see it when we talk whenever we check in i'm talking about mm. over the past year of checking in on it right like i think when we were initially talking about dreams when it first dropped it was way higher but we've seen it come out and it seems like it's always leveled out here at this very specific time of the day showing me that the audience of dreams is still there and still very much yeah. connected to it it's just about getting more people in and giving them the avenue to show and experience all this stuff 
Yeah, and I mean through 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 doing the blessing show about dreams, I did hit up. I, I emailed a few creators that are prolific in there, like the folks behind uh, uh, Pig Detective and some other sure. games that I did uh, that are in in dreams. I I talked to them a little bit about how dreams has grown over the last year, and like honestly, there are a lot of promising things that are happening with the curation. Like all of them had very glowing things to say about uh uh the route it's taken over the last year. And again, I'm going to touch a, 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 on that a lot in the upcoming video in two weeks. Um, but I do like the idea too that you know they mentioned that PlayStation is behind it, and I think that's the that's been one of the big things for me is, you know, it's easy to imagine that Sony abandons an idea or abandons a, a project because they don't see they're not they're not seeing the return on it they may have thought they would within the first year and sure. for for Sony I don't know what their expectation was for Dreams because because it is this almost like this nebulous like amorphous thing that exists as such a unique product and so it's I'm I'm sure for them they knew that it wasn't going to be the last of us or or whatever like whatever the big uh what they expect out of a big first party game but you would hope that through releasing releasing dreams they look at it as a service which is kind of an unusual thing for for them they look at it as a thing that they're going to see return on over the course of years and they're going to see grow and maybe uh be a thing that continues to to exist throughout a whole generation uh of their console um i would hope that that's how they're looking at it and them saying that they're backing it, I think, is a, a, a cool thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Greg, let's talk about the second update for the week. Is PlayStation is is PlayStation Productions trying to become the next MCU? The reason I ask this is because we got uh, the announcement that they're working on a Ghost of Tsushima movie. Uh, they wrote briefly on the PlayStation blog. We're happy to partner with Sony Pictures to make this happen. And Jin is in very good hands with the film's director. Uh, Chad Stahelski created something special with John Wick. His vision for what for what could be for what could be backed up by experience by years of experience combined to create some of the finest action scenes ever created. Um, Greg, what, what, what is your headline? What is the PlayStation <laughs> the next MC? What are you saying? This is all in the same universe? No, I'm not. So you're I don't. Saying, that... You're saying we're gonna see Jin fighting Ellie over on HBO, and then got Tom Holland swinging in, hitting somebody. But like, uh, think I about like how it. cool that would be, though. Think about how cool that would be, Jin fighting, uh, fighting Ellie. I mean, it, I don't mind all, all these movies build to PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, all right, dude. but I do. I, I don't ask about it in that sense, but I do ask about it in the sense of more like Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios, well, but yeah. even like in the sense of there is not a shared universe, but when we think of PlayStation first party games, we have an idea, right? Like we think of we think of Ghosts, we think of Last of Us, we think of um, God of War, and there is like this like synergy that I think a lot of play, the PlayStation first party games work off of because they all exist together in the space supporting a platform. And mm-hmm. for PlayStation Productions, like now that we've gotten announcement after announcement after announcement of last of Us series twisted metal series ghost of tsushima movie um i think there was like one other thing that i'm, I'm blanking on but it seems like they're doubling down on twisted metal no i, I mentioned twisted metal oh sorry or maybe i maybe i got last of us uncharted ghost twisted uncharted metal. uncharted was the thing yeah, I was yeah, yeah. um it seems like they're building like building up to something not necessarily like a joint movie but building like this I don't know, like, but they're building PlayStation Productions to be this thing that is able to create these movies that kind of work together and you anticipate one after the other the way we anticipate the next PlayStation first party game. 
Maybe. I mean, like, that definitely was their plan when they announced and started promoting PlayStation Productions. It was the idea of taking their IP and making it, taking the IP and pairing it up with cool people to make cool shit. And I think, you know, Uncharted's tortured development cycle is, I think, notwithstanding, right? You look at something like Last of Us, right, where it is uh, Craig from Chernobyl working on it with Neil. That's fucking awesome. Uh, You know, this Ghost of Tsushima thing to come out and talk about pairing it up with the director of John Wick, right? Like, that sounds awesome. Like, uh, you know, especially when you think of what made Ghost so cool was its dedication to uh, being a samurai film. And so if you're going to get that and, like, take away... Was uh, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not a John Wick person. No, sorry for yawning in the middle of the speech. Didn't they talk about like they called what he did with the gun gung fu, right? Like it, I, you assume they take mm-hmm. that and like now you're now you're doing a samurai movie. Like how are you using the sword? How are you using it in cool different ways? How are you making your you know their gin into the actual ghost of Tsushima? That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited to to see what this is just from that that specific standpoint. I think Chad Stahelski is a pretty pretty interesting and cool director to bring into it because. I do like the idea of the samurai movie that is very, very action focused because Ghost of Tsushima as a narrative, as a story, I think is great for a, for a video game story, but also isn't like the most like deep and like provocative and interesting and, 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 and like layered story, you know, of all time. Right. Like I don't really in terms of narrative, I don't compare it to something like A Last of Us or like that top tier but it is for an open world action game i think a very serviceable and fun story to follow i like the idea of hey we're giving it to this action director that did john wick which is a movie that is about a dude who gets who whose dog gets murdered and he goes on a murdering spree on everybody who who's associated with his dog murder i like i like the idea spoilers for john wick one um i like the idea of ghost of tsushima being this movie that is basically about jin sakai you know, it is the story of, of Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. It is him being, uh, him and his people being taken out by the Mongols and the, the Khan and him exact, exacting his revenge by using whatever means necessary. I think that simple premise given to Chad Stahelski has a lot of potential because it is simple and that's all you need from it. You don't, you don't yeah. need to like, you don't need to uh, get extracurricular, you know, introduce the characters that we like. Uh, give me the, uh, who's the, the the older lady that everybody loved from Ghost uh, uh, Lady Masako. Yes, yes. Give us her. Uh, give us the characters we love. But again, don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple and let that let that sword shine. Just let us see all types of fucking blood spew all over the yeah. place. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. For it. But yeah, I, I do. I, 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 the more we get announcements, the more I'm like, okay, I, I can see myself getting into what PlayStation Productions, Productions is because I tweeted this. I can't believe I'm excited about a video game movie, but with each new, <laughs> with each new announcement from them, I'm like, yeah, I could see this. With like the exception of Twisted Metal, which I can't really see, but I'm sure they'll convince me when when we get there. Or at least Ooh, I, I don't know about do. that. I don't know about that, but we'll I see. We'll they see. Me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I'll hope say, they do. Uh, story number three. For PlayStation updates, Returnal has gone gold. Our Housemark tweeted this March 25th. They said Returnal has finally gone gold. A huge thanks to everybody on the team at Housemark, PlayStation Studios, and all the other teams involved. We can't wait to have this out soon for every player out there to experience the planet of Atropos. So go get them, Housemark. You excited for that? I am. It's what, you know, I've talked about it a lot on these shows, right? Where everything I've seen for Returnal makes me go, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, it, it doesn't look like. Oh, it doesn't look. I don't look at the gameplay and go, "Man, this is going to be fantastic." But it's Housemark, so I know it will be. So mm-hmm. I, as soon as this got announced, I immediately emailed PlayStation PR. I was like, "Hey, just checking in. Who's working on Returnal?" And the guy was like, "I am, and we will let you know. Don't worry." We like, so awesome. like, I'm anxious to get it and see because I feel like this is a game that 
as when you look at, I think, probably everything they've done, whether it be, you know, Resogun or anything else, it's really about playing it and feeling it and be like, oh, I get it. Okay, I get it. Because like, watching it and seeing these, like, cutscenes then mashed up with what looks to be, like, arcade gameplay, but from a third-person perspective, I'm like, I need to feel this. I need to be in there. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, forward to it for that aspect, too. I just want to play it because the, the pedigree stuff hasn't, hasn't spoken to me. But the, the, their pedigree would speak to good gameplay and good feeling gameplay. And so 100%. Looking forward to that. And then the last update we got, Ratchet and Clank is getting uh, uh, 60 FPS. They t- Insomniac tweeted this this morning. They basically God said that. <laughs> yeah, on the PS5, the game is going to get a 60 FPS boost. Um, if you're an audio uh, listener, this is Ratchet and Clank 2016, the one we were doing for uh, yeah. hashtag PS. We played this. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, that before, in, before in you April when we're when we're fucking done with the the book club. There'll be a fucking 60 frame per second update. For yeah, PS5. before you jumped on the call, Greg, I was like, man, y'all y'all picked the wrong month for this, and I'm glad yeah. that I did. I was gonna touch it. I was like, you know what? Everybody's playing it. I was I want to play it, but then I I just never picked it up, and now I, I feel like I made the you right move. Out, man. Yeah, I ex- I expressed I expressed frustration to Barrett before the show, and like this is the. This, for me, this is very much a bitchy thing to say because one, they they gave us the game for free for play at home, and then two, they're giving the sixty FPS boost, which they don't need to do, right? Totally. And so this is an entirely bitchy complaint from me that I'm wrong. Oh yeah, right? but you put the game like you. Why would you not line these things up? <laughs> you know, like why would you give us the game for free one month? And I mean, the my next w- month, give it the, my, give it the X the FPS boost. I wonder how much heads up Insomniac had on this would be my thing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, were they told long out in front that, hey, Ratchet and Clank 2016, we're going to give it away for play at home? Like, were they given enough time to do that? Or maybe it was like by the time they heard it, they're like, oh, well, let's try to get this patch ready. And they did it, but they, they realized they could. And then it's at least they got it done here where, hey, we're putting this out and you have two days to download this game for free. <laughs> like, you still yeah. go ahead and get it and sit on it until you get the 60 frames per second uh, patch. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I'll uh, give Bloodborne a 60 FPS pass, patch, please, God, please, or a remaster. I'm down for anything. PlayStation. You'll take what you can get. Have I'll take seen, what I can have get. Have you seen that point. Digital Foundry uh, video, I Bless? Did. I, I was did. like, damn. I should have included that here, actually, but, yeah. but now we don't have the time. But it's a very, if you haven't seen this, go to Digital Foundry. They, did a, they, they showed off what Bloodborne looks like in 60 FPS, and it's hot. It is hot. And so give it to me, PlayStation. Give it to me, PlayStation. You know what else I want from PlayStation? Some picks. That's right. Now it's time for PlayStation picks. This is where we highlight a few of the cool-looking games coming to PSN this week. Uh, for big hitters, we got Doom 3 VR Edition. That's coming to PSVR. Uh, I guess that came by the time you, you're listening today, to this. Yeah. Uh, on Monday, March 29th. Uh, there's also Auto Chess. That's coming to PlayStation 5 Tuesday, You excited March for that, 30th. Chess Boy? No, because it's not, it's not the chess that I love. Go play some chess, huh? You're always <laughs> talking about it. It's like some Playing Dota, Abby all the time. Go get Dota, it. Dota shit. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are excited for that specifically, and so go get them if you're an auto chess person. Again, that's PS5, Tuesday, March 30th. Uh, also Tuesday, I'm excited about this, Disco Elysium, the final cut that's coming to PS5 and PS4 on Tuesday, March 30th. Uh, and then I'm Outriders. excited for this. Yeah, I, I don't know when I'll get to it because Outriders is right next. But yeah, I'm excited for to try Disco Elysium on this. That's the rough thing is I realized that a lot of games are coming out at the same time that right. I I have interest in, and so it's it's this uh, Disco Elysium Outriders. I definitely at least want to want to try out because I I have I had fun with that in the demo, and then also um, Narita Boy, which I'm going to talk about literally in one second. I'm I'm looking forward to trying out this week. So let's talk about it. Narita Boy uh, is coming to PS4 Tuesday, March 30th. Uh, this is one that was in the ID at Xbox presentation, and it, I mean, it is going to be on Xbox Game Pass, but it is coming to PlayStation also, and I think people should definitely keep their eyes on this one and check it out because uh, Barrett has the the trailer uh, pulled up right now as a cool 16-bit or um, uh, pixel bit, I guess I guess I should say, art style, very colorful, neon color. The game description goes like this. 
Become symphonic in Narita Boy, a radical action adventure as a legendary pixel hero trapped as a mere echo within the digital kingdom. Discover the mysteries behind the Techno Sword, Lock Swords, uh, with the corrupt and tainted stallions. Save the world. Me and Snow White Mike during the stream on Friday pulled this one up because he had he had known about it. He was like, bro, I gotta show you this. And he showed me this. I was like, fuck, this looks really cool. Just from both an art perspective, but when they started getting 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 into gameplay, it looks like a fun 2D slasher. Um, and I'm all about it. I yeah, can't wait really to try that one. That looks rad. What what was the game that uh we all like Andy and I really liked? And it was Hyperlife Drifter. Uh Switch. Uh, we're messed with like uh, Katana Zero. Yeah, it's kind of oh, it, it's kind of got that Zero. Katana Zero type of vibe. Um, yeah, really it digging it. Yeah, we also got I saw Black Clouds. This is from uh, this is coming out on PS4 Tuesday, March thirty March thirtieth. And Greg, I think you might have interest interest in this one. <sighs> After the unexpected death of a close friend, Christina returns to her hometown looking for answers, only to unearth a string of dark secrets. I Saw Black Clouds is an interactive psychological thriller with supernatural elements in branching storylines. And Greg is from Wales Interactive, the yeah. same devs behind both The Complex and Five Dates. They Wales Interactive has had such a presence on PSLWXO. They sure the have. They sh- and I and I, it's the, it's I it's like fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. I can't get fooled the third time. All right, fool can't be third. Where it's like, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It's just that both, remember the complex and five dates. I was like, oh, fuck, let's go. And both yeah. of them, I was like, all right, well, I got I to do yeah. something else. Yeah, complex, I played through. I, I, I'm i pretty sure I beat, yeah, I beat the complex. And by the time I finished it, I was I was like, why did I try this? Like, I have I have such, I have <laughs> such. Why did I try this? Why did I do this? I have such a spot, soft spot, and I don't know why for narrative FMV games yeah. that are just like story, story choice, story decision. Like I'm just willing to try it out. There, this is the complex, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's that thing I, where I like it up because the, this actress right here is uh, the sister in Letter Kenny, which is a show I really love on Hulu, and y'all should watch. And I, I was just like very surprised to see her pop up. It's really funny. yeah. She's fine, and it, she's and like I don't know. I, like the one about this one, I saw Black Clouds is maybe a horror game would work better with it. But it, uh, like I don't. I, but Did I mean, will Erica? it? I don't. Yeah, I started Erica. And Erica that was, was bad. <laughs> yeah, but that was a game. This is like that wasn't Wales Interactive, right? This is like no, that wasn't. This one, they are literally like, make a choice. Do you want to go left or right? What do you want to say? Like, they're not like, what fucking pick up the key and turn the key, like, and do this whole thing. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing, Erica? Just tell mm-hmm. me the story. I don't know. I'm with you, where it's like, oh, FMV, awesome. And then I'm like, wait, what FMV game am I am I so nostalgic for? Yeah. <laughs> when has this ever worked out in my fucking favor? <laughs> yeah, like I've never fallen. I, and I, I think for me, it's like the thing of wanting wanting that um, return to something like maybe Detroit Become Human or like sure, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. until dawn, and wanting that feel of oh yeah, my the butterfly effect because Complex did have a little bit of that. Like yeah, they had it the thing did. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Managing your relationship with each of the characters, and I guess that would affect things. But I wasn't. I was never sure because I never went back and replayed it to figure out what the other things were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so no, good for funny. you. If it's out there, if people love it, great. You know what I mean? I'll look at it, but like, I don't know. I saw Black Clouds. That's also not a, an amazing name for a, a video game. That literally sounds like a, I don't know, like a weird well, statement. This is more than a game. Don't who's forget. drugged up on the street? I saw, I saw Black Clouds. <laughs> Get away from me. Uh, <laughs> and then lastly, we got Undermine uh, coming to PS4 Tuesday, March 30th. An action adventure roguelike with a bit of RPG tossed in. Adventure deep into the Undermine and discover powerful relics, deadly enemies, hidden secrets, and a few friends, few friends to help along the way. There's like a, a roguelite wave that's been going on over the last 
I don't know. I guess generation, but it feels like it's been getting more and more. Um, but I'm all about it because I think a good roguelite is good. And so if this, if you're into a, a fun roguelite game, if you're into you're, like this, got binding, mining. Of, <laughs> binding of Isaac kind of vibes almost to it. It does. Yeah. yeah this uh, this does have, look a not little not, like not necessarily like how like creepy and messed up Binding of Isaac gets, but just like the kind of just like, in, like the dungeon crawling yeah. aspects. And like you're throwing, I guess you're you're throwing your pickaxe and shit. Um, has a nice pixel art style to it. The art style reminds me a little bit of the Graveyard Keeper. Yes, oh, okay. yes, Graveyard Keeper. The par- pixel art reminds me. The a little dungeons bit of that. remind me of Moonlighter. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good pull too. And so, I'm I, this already came on PC. I think people liked it when it came to PC, as far as I can tell. And so, if you're into that, boom, undermine PS4 Tuesday. Go get them. Go get them, everybody. Plus, it's time to talk about what you've been playing. It is. I'll start. Because I'm shocked to be saying these words. I'm fucking hyped slash obsessed with Outriders. Oh, yeah? We did Outriders. Uh, you know, the, my, remember you and uh, Andy played it, right, for the preview event back. And I think Andy went to L.A. as the final preview event he ever did, right? And then yeah. uh, I remember short time frame now, like last month, maybe the month before we were on a Gamescast or about to be. And Andy was talking about Outriders. Like, oh, well, I like that game. And he's like, oh, dude, you'll totally fucking love it. It's third person division sci-fi. Oh my gosh, that sounds great. And then when the demo dropped, Andy was like, I'm not that hot on it. And a lot of people were like, it's it's this, it's that. And I played it on stream with Snow White, Mike and Andy and you for a little bit, right? But the problem was it was my first time starting. So it was like, skip, skip, skip all the cutscenes and all the dialogue. And so then I was just running around using weird powers. I was like, I don't understand what's happening exactly. And we're jumping into Andy's game and being pulled through and yada, yada, yada. Uh, spoilers i filmed a video with ign for outriders where i went and played with uh brian altano and alfredo uh, diaz and they gave us high level characters to play like you know like, i think they're like level 15 level 20 or whatever and i we did it for like a couple hours or whatever and i was like holy shit this is fun which made yeah. me then go back because like i it was like and they were like oh you know do whatever you want with the skill tree so i went into the skill tree and saw that it branches three different ways right and all these different pluses and buffs and minuses and stuff and so then it was like okay reset it to build what i wanted to be i'm like all right cool so then yeah when i was done with that set aside the the time where you know i had the demo went in there started from scratch you know rolled a trickster uh that looked like wonder woman but if you the trickster powers are slowing down time and so she runs around like flash and i was like this is fucking dope and like the story is bombastic sci-fi as i put on twitter right like it is everything you've heard all the performances aren't that great and it's it's very surface it's like yep it's an action movie it's an action movie that i'm playing and Going through all of that and then having on top of that the action movie set pieces and whatever, and I'm a sucker for time travel. If you haven't played the demo, no spoilers. This is stuff that starts in the very beginning, right? You've been asleep for 80 years as you've left Earth on these colony ships to try to find a new planet. You get down there, all hell breaks loose. You're then frozen another 30 years, and you come out. like So like, there's this really cool fish out of water, what the hell's going on, piecing that all together. But then it is the destiny overlay it's a looter shooter i'm blowing things up i'm getting cool jackets i'm getting cool boots there's buffs there's rarity levels uh what i really dug was playing the high level stuff i was you know getting my ass kicked and it was there was a dev on the stream too talking it was an old friend of mine actually and we were talking about it and he's like oh well remember like you know your pyromancer so the way you get health back is by inflicting pyro damage on people and it was like oh and so like learning each class and how they get their health back now doing trickster right you have to be up close to get and do damage to get your health back so suddenly i came in basically playing my original demo with andy and mike and you 
totally being, oh, well, it's like division. So get into cover, stick to the wall because it's kind of got that stickiness of Gears of War, pop up, shoot kind of thing, which was the wrong way to play it for it, right? It is so ability based. It is that you are a superhero that, and then secondary, if anything, is guns, right? Be mixing those powers in. And so playing Trickster now is you know, running up to people, jumping the air, smashing the ground. Everybody goes in slow motion, headshot, headshot. See a dude across the way, use my, my R1 because I established it to warp behind him, to shotgun him in the back. To then and it's like, fuck, this is fun and it's making yeah. me play a different way. So like I went from, oh yeah, like you and I were talking about what do we want to do for book club next month? And I was like, oh, well, there's nothing really happening. Like, yeah, I might try Outriders. Like, oh yeah, I don't think I'll stick around. Now that I've done it, I'm like, holy shit, I cannot wait to play this game on the, uh, this week. Yeah, that's awesome. The trickster, the trickster class is really fun. Like that was the one I did for the demo, and I was uh, immediately when I got when I started using the abilities, I was like, "This is really cool." And I think the high level thing is a good thing to note because I think that might be what did it for me and Andy, uh, especially coming out of our. Uh, I think it was like August when we did the, the preview in August. Yeah, uh, we played as the Technomancer, I believe, which is the one with like the the, the turrets they can throw. You put out. down the turrets. Yeah, I looked at that one, yeah. but like the description on it was like, you know, attack from a distance, and I'm like, "Oh, well, I ain't sniping." That ain't how I want to do it. Oh, I want to yeah. yeah. be mid-ranger up close. And I believe for that one, we were also pretty high leveled. And I think, honestly, I think that is where the game sings way more because yeah. you, you, do get the, you do get into the flow and you do have that thing where you're combining abilities or it's, there's so much happening on, uh, on screen. You have so many options when it comes to specking out and uh, 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 customizing those skill trees and, uh, and upgrading. And I think at that way higher, higher level, the, the game sings way better than when you're low level at the beginning and going through the motions and the emotions yeah. are immediately uninteresting because the story doesn't pull you in as much. I think that's what's going to be interesting is when people get their hands and that uh, level cap is taken off and you really start experimenting with that skill tree, let alone you can reset at no cost, which I love, where it's not like, you know, games like that usually make you go to a station, spend tokens or whatever, spend gold or whatever you have in the game. The fact that you can just be like, oh, no, I don't want to do this, or I got a piece of armor that has this awesome ash attack on it, so I need to build up, like, to be able to go back in and build and experiment and change, like, I think it's really exciting and really interesting, so... I can't wait for this week to get actual t- hands on with the game and push way past it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and outside of that, what uh, I did, it takes two. We talked about that already, obviously yeah. on the games cast, our reviews up there. You can catch it. You probably have more to say about it than I do. Even uh, Jen have played, and I have been playing you, it. Have you played more of it since the games? We have been. Yeah, we have been playing more of it. Uh, I still fucking think it's a, amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think it's just, so, it's so delightful. And the fact that it changes, you know, biome to biome, you're doing something different. Every level is something different and they're all equally as fun. Like, I'm not annoyed playing any of them, right? And it's fun to yeah. talk to your partner and try to figure it out. Uh, but yeah. the one I do want to give a shout out to that I've been playing is Cozy Grove. Uh, Barrett, I sent you a trailer. Uh, the, have you heard of this one yet, Bless? Uh, I heard Joey mention it, yeah. Right, yeah. Code request went out, and I was like, I sent it to Joey, like, you and me would be all about this, because it is very Animal Crossing-like. But it's kind of Animal Crossing Spirit Fair, where you are a spirit scout, you get dropped on this island full of ghosts, and you need to talk to them and then do little things uh, for them to help them... Uh, pass on to the other side like you're helping them complete things and say goodbye to the island and move on so it is like you see right now if you're watching there you go you do this guy's uh, task to bring him on board he gets color the world fills out with color and then you can craft as you go through it you can craft lights that you put down that then extend the color to different areas Uh, there's fishing though there's obviously harvesting like I just talked about there's crafting like it is very Animal Crossing at times and it's just but it's Animal Crossing with a different spin to it Uh, it is Animal 
Animal Crossing and going through and doing these things, but it's doing them for these ghosts for an objective to get them out of their world. And what's really interesting about it is the game makes no bones about it. It is meant to be played in 20, 30 minutes, chunks a day. That's it. Oh, that's like, awesome. like you when you you saw the fire, you went and gave the fire a thing and it went blue, right? Like as you complete the objectives for the ghost, they usually give you the spirit log that you go feed to the fire and then it gets bigger. And eventually, you know, when you hit the X number it needs, it'll get really big and, you know, a level up kind of thing. But when you give it a log on, like if I, when I turn it on today and I give it a log, it'll be like, awesome. Thank you for this. Uh, I can sense that there's two more logs available. And then when you get those two logs by doing the different quests for those people, he'll eventually go, all right, cool. That's all the logs you can get today. And so you could, if you wanted to hang out and grind, like there's, you know, leave piles to uncover. That'll give you, you know, uh, uh, materials like wood or branches or fruit. Sometimes there's trees to shake and get fruit. You can do all that where you then go and sell that and accrue coins and, you know, expand the shop and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. it really isn't, designed to keep you on that grind it is something to pop in do your thing and pop out and come back another day and so it's really uh cute it's fun so far uh it's super chill which i like especially for a game that is meant to be played in a short burst where it can be that thing of either start my night of gaming or end my night of gaming get in there do whatever they need to do and then bounce out and there's no like you know um at least so far i shouldn't say there i've been playing for like i I think today would be my fourth or fifth day uh there's no that i've run into like Nook's Cranny's closed at 9 p.m., so you kind of fuck this up. You don't have to worry about that. Like, you can run around and, and do all that stuff. But it's cute. You know, you're earning badges for your uh, sash because you're a spirit scout and all this stuff as you go. There's different outfits and stuff like that. I'm enjoying it. Do you, do you, how long do you think you're going to continue playing it? Like, do you think you're going to go daily with it for a while? I, it's one of those, like, I don't see why not. Like, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I don't have the... I, I like right now, like, oh, who's your favorite ghost on the island? I don't know, the fucking, the one who thinks he's a tree. Like, every, all, there's all these different bear ghosts, and they all have these different vibes to them of, like, what they're doing there and why they're there. And so it's like, I don't have a connection to any of them yet. And I think mm-hmm. that might be one of the things of, you know, it's sl- it's slower to build that relationship since I'm only playing it, you know, 20 minutes a day. So it's not like I'm popping back in and be like, oh, yeah, I grinded your quest all last night so i know all about you and what you're doing it is a lot of popping back in and be like all right you're the bear that's mixed with a seagull what's going on like i gotta get you what are you looking for well all right i give you things that you put into the encyclopedia similar to the um uh, museum in animal crossing that's awesome yeah it's fun what have you been playing plus uh not much like i i started playing a little bit of fallout 76 last week uh because like people on uh, friends on twitter have been talking about getting back into it and you hit me up uh like first off yeah i was gonna say you and i had this idea completely organically and then what do i see i see paris i see danny i see re everybody out there they're doing fallout 76 on game pass and i'm like me and bless we're talking about this before you guys did yeah so i i i jumped into it during my one of my afternoon streams uh on kind of funny and the in the immediately i was like oh okay i'm starting to get reminded a bit about how, how rough this is dude same <laughs> thing for me where you and i were like maybe we should commit to this really play. i was like yeah and i turned it on ps5 and i was like it'll clearly run better and i was like oh it yeah. does not run better yeah All like right. the first thing that happened the first thing that happened was i um spawned into my camp and then i go to the stable of ramen which are like the cow the cows in the game uh and one of them just starts fucking just drifting off <laughs> just out, out of out of their <laughs> their uh like their cage and just starts drifting across the street and and i looked at it i was like yeah no that's it this ain't it and i walked over to it and like it's like started to slowly snap back and i was like yeah this is this, this is it right here um but after that you know i started getting into a bit more of the 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 quest like i'm still early on in the game and so i'm still doing things like learning how to boil water and like sure, learning yeah, how to yeah. how to cook things so you re-roll a new character 
No, no, I started from where where we left oh, off. Dude. We just didn't get that far, apparently. I like, I couldn't like I I when we started that playthrough, I remember I tried to jump in with my old playthrough that it was like fifteen or twenty hours in, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. So like, it was yeah. very much like I'm like, if we do this, I have to start again. And then it was that thing of like, now here's I, I want to be in the fucking vault again. Like here's here's the thing, we could start again on Xbox. <laughs> I know it's a PlayStation podcast, but like. Here, we could play with Reed, Danny, and Paris, who seem like they haven't figured out and having a great time. I feel like that's the thing, because because we, we we keep playing and we keep playing together, and we're both starting from scratch, and we're yeah. like we don't I don't I like I, none of us have that taste of what is making the game fun nowadays. And apparently apparently Paris and Danny of them haven't figured out because they seem to be having a blast. And maybe if, if we play with them, that's where that starts. That's not, I mean, I come on. I, I'm looking right now. I got 19 to 61 trophies on Fallout 76, so I got mm. plenty of room to go there. 19, not, uh, 19 out of 61. Like, how many of those are tutorial trophies? Hey, man. I don't know. No, I got like <laughs> completed complete 20 challenges. Like, I played I played Fallout 76 at launch when it was really really shitty. A lot. I got 10 bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. I, I reached level 10. Oh, oh that, that, and there's a level. bunch of there's a bunch of DLC shit in here too. That's why the, there's so many more in there. Gotcha. But like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, w- I, I anyways, I but I don't getting... think it matters anymore. I don't, personally, I don't think it matters because Outriders is great. Where so I was you like, think, oh, so well, you're, 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 are you are you pretty much like I'm I'm done with Fallout 76. I'm going to do Outriders now. I'm just saying this to the back burner for sure. Okay. Where so you can go play on Xbox. You can go be a fake ass gamer after like uh, an hour and a half. Good deal. After an hour and a half, I was I was starting to have a good time again with it. Where I was, I'm sure I was, will. Oh no, I'm not saying I, was, I won't have a good time. I was taking out feral ghouls. I went to so I went to a town and there were a bunch of um, scorched ones, which is new to me. I wasn't familiar with the. Scorched oh, you don't remember ones. scorched ones? Oh, yeah. Were they, they in Fallout Four? Or were they like they were, were in they... definitely in '76 before, right? Yeah, because okay. that's their whole shtick. I thought of like one of the uh, prob- classes. Probably because I because they were new to me. Like I don't think I don't think I had seen a scorched one unless maybe I just forgot about it. But either way, I came across them. And I was like, oh, snap, these guys are like ghouls. But then they pulled out a gun. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, you ain't gun. no ghoul? <laughs> I was like, you're a ghoul. You got, you got a, you got, you're smart enough to use a weapon. Um, and so like, I started having a, a bit of fun with it with that. And then also I, a rando tried to party with me. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll party. And I, that was a mistake because they like two different randos who I, I, I crewed up with just started staring at me. And they were like doing like random things like pointing their guns places and i was like you want me to do something but i have no idea what the fuck you want me to do <laughs> <laughs> and so i was just like doing different things i was trying to emote and then like they started shooting at the ground and i'm like what the fuck do you want me to do just say what you want me, want me to do but like there was no way to figure it out because i was new to the game and they were level 100 or something and awesome. so i can't confirm I, I looked it up for you bless the scorched plague appears only in fallout 76 I okay so. yeah. yeah um but they, i mean the scorched ones look really cool like, it was pretty cool character design um, but yeah, that was my time with Fallout 76. Like, I I'm not motivated to continue it aside from like me having a little bit of fun with it, and then also yeah. like the prospect of the the main thing that that might have me going is the prospect of playing with other people. Because also my friend my friend Yami, who I play games with all the time, she was she was like, dude, I got it on PlayStation. I'm down to play it on PlayStation. I know she would also she she would also get it on. Actually, no, she doesn't have an Xbox, so she you wouldn't be able to. Play there you go. You got to play on PlayStation. See? Fuck. And yeah, so like that that's the thing there. Play too, some Outriders, also, then go play that. You'll be fine. But also, like, we could also just play Outriders instead. That's the thing. Come is like, on, we play, let's go. Like, we're not fall, we're not Fallout seventy six like people. We just have a list of games. Dude, that's that the thing about like other. like running through and crafting the armor and doing the shit. Like, it's like this weird Outriders thing of like the combats. You know, whatever. I don't know. Gears mashed up with this, mashed up with that. But even the powers are a bit Mass Effect. But the look is a bit Mass Effect because like when you get a fucking dope outfit in Outriders, I'm like fuck, I look good right now, and it's giving me that vibe I want out of it. Mm. 
let alone yeah. the whole th- thing feeling like fallout because it's like you know post-apocalyptic yeah and so yeah outriders might end up being the move and honestly like, i'm playing new vegas anyway and so i'm getting that fallout fix you either way fallout stuff already yeah. yeah i'm getting that fallout fix but uh you know aside from that i'm forever playing apex i'm still in love with it i'm not going to talk your ear off because i've been doing that a lot but apex i'm 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 still playing and loving and it's taking it's taking up a percentage of my gaming time nowadays which i'm fine with and then we talked about it takes two on on gamescast but it's an excellent game that i was blown we'll away by it. yeah 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 it's one of those i was hoping because it was the review more people would care about it but more people didn't everybody should care about it takes two go watch the gamescast to find out why that game's great because that game's awesome yeah blessing greg we got a post to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games we do are you prepared for it i am okay baird are you prepared for it i mean is the po- I mean, what is P.S. The po- I love you. P.S. I love photo mode. What's up? Are we that? kicking that to next week? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't going to reference it, but y'all just did. So yeah, okay. we're kicking well, I'm, I'm, I'm photo just... mode next week. All right. Cool. Don't push me. Don't push me. Push, push pop. Remember that? Yeah. He's close to the edge. I'm about to break. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this has been P.S. I love you. XOXO. We're going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games right now to do a post show for you. Uh, everybody on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Everybody watching live like JT Savage, Indy Ronan, Joshy G, Arc Wing. Thank you for hanging with us for these two hours. Remember, if you are watching somewhere else other than patreon.com slash kind of funny games, ladies and gentlemen, you should go there. Uh, you could be part of the show. You could be in a live chat voting on different polls when we do them like that. You could write in with your PSN name. You could write in with your questions. You could have a good time. You could get the show ad-free. You could get it with the exclusive post-show we do. You could support Kind of Funny. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, we totally understand going to youtube.com slash games, subscribing, liking the videos, watching there, or going to a podcast service of your choice. Subscribing, liking, leaving reviews there means the world to us, and that's fine if that's all you can do to support us. It don't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. We love talking to you about video games. I'm very excited for Outriders, and I'm also excited that Outriders, I can just blast out a friend code or whatever, and people can join on me. So follow me on Twitter this week, because I'm sure I'll be doing that at night. Most Wait, times, really? I'll be easy. offline. Right, for the cross-platform play, where you can just go boom, so you put it out sense. or whatever. So I, I assume that'll work for PlayStation to PlayStation as well, so I don't have to add people, go find them, do whatever. That's baller. I didn't even yeah, think yeah. about that. That's cool. So it'll be a fun way to play stuff and run stuff with it, so do that. Uh, for now, though, like I said, post show, patreon.com slash games. Until next time, blessing. Greg. It's been our pleasure to serve you.